You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You, you, you know what you are? You're a popcorn salesman. Worldwide Sports Radio presents the, 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 the home stretch. All right, let's hit the field with, with, with Tyler and friends. Hello! Welcome to the home stretch. I am your host, Tyler Harrison, along with my co-host slash producer slash tired slash we were here way too long last night slash thanks, Errol Marks. Thanks slash uh, never again, Errol uh, slash I got no sleep, Errol slash I'm hyped up on like four different types of uh, energy drinks, Errol. Um, normally I sit here and rant for about 10, 15 minutes and bore everybody to death, but I'm cutting that out today. Um, allow me to introduce our guest at this time, uh, Alex Sapplin. And did I screw that up? No, you did not. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, absolutely. He is from, uh, you introduce your show since you can obviously do it better than I could since. <laughs> Hello everybody. My name is Alex. Sapplin, I am the associate producer from the Big Play Reflog Cleveland Show. You can find us every Monday night at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time at Big Play Reflog. That was, uh, see, I can't do that stuff. Ask Speedy. Every time I have something I need memorized, he memorizes it and he says it. I cannot memorize anything. So that's awesome. Um, obviously, I didn't know that. You, let's just go over the geographics of this. We're talking about Cleveland sports. We're in New York. We both, me and you, have New York bloodlines. Speedy has Connecticut bloodlines. You're in Oregon. In Oregon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, see, see, we're all over the map right now. We are everywhere. We're worldwide, and that's not a plug. That's literally, we're just, we're all over the place. So, um, obviously, you being in Oregon, you kind of have a lot of... Um, Insight on Oregon, right? Oregon University and whatnot. Blazers. So, let last night, uh, your Portland Trail Blazers, Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, they got outdone by the best player in basketball, Steph Curry, last night. Do you have any kind of takeaways from the Blazers last night? You know, I have to take away to come down to this entire series. This entire series has to come down to one thing. The suppression of the firepower that is the Golden State Warriors offense with Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant, even though he is still out with that calf strain that he suffered last series. The last night they blew a 14-point lead. That cannot happen. You know, from someone who's seen it firsthand, what they do to teams that they dismantle the team of Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, and that one guy named LeBron James. That's, Who? That's their, that's their dynamite. They are able to dismantle a team with their offense. That's the best thing about it, their offense. Stephen Curry, he's the best shooter in NBA history. Kevin Durant, he's one of the top small forwards in the league today. Dare say one of the top players in the NBA today. Draymond Green, underrated defender. Yeah. I hate to say it, he's a lot, up to a lot of different antics, but he's a very underrated defender. He actually just called himself the greatest defender of all time today. Now, now here's a question that we were arguing yesterday with our uh, our network president. Is you think Clay Thompson is a better defender than Draymond Green? Oh, in terms of antics, yes. I think Clay Thompson is a no bullshit type of defender. Where 
Draymond Green, you know, you'll wake him in the eye, like how how it happened with uh, what Harden. You goddamn James Harden and LeBron James in last year's finals and kicking people in the groin and stuff. That's not what Clay Thompson does. He's a very good defender. Well, I'm, I'm not and talking I about the antics. I'm just talking about the defensive level. You actually think he's right. better? Uh, yeah, I think so. I All think right. Clay Thompson's a lot better than Draymond Green. That's interesting. Defense-wise? That's interesting. I don't I, Am I, like, on a boat by myself? No. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm, I, I'm arguing, too. I think Kawhi I think Leonard, Draymond's the best defender not I, named Kawhi Leonard right. in the league. Agreed. That's interesting. So, That's a fair argument. Now, also, I'm probably going to roughly defend this with this one, too. I think Steph Curry is now the best player in the NBA. I wouldn't go to that specific, but I will say that um, his teammate, Kevin Durant, he's very perennial. LeBron James, he's still up there. Oh, he stop. Please, please, please. You, you've you been on the show for five. I would like to get ten minutes without arguing first. <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let's just be honest here. I could argue LeBron's not even top five anymore. Overall, no. Okay, I wouldn't go that that's far. Fair. Who would you put in your top five? Durant. This isn't in order. This is just. So you got Greek Freak, Durant, Kawhi, Curry, Anthony Davis. Um, and then really? you got no James Harden. No, I, I, I'm one of the guys. James Harden will drop thirty a night, but he'll go five of twenty from the field. Right, inefficiency has been a problem, and obviously, lack of defense has always been a problem for him. And oh well, he gets double doubles, but Russell Westbrook gets triple doubles all the time, and no one bats nigh. So I don't don't tell me that assists mean anything because Russell Westbrook is hated for that. So I, I don't get why James Harden's loved for that. That's fair enough. And I think Westbrook's better than Harden too. Westbrook, I would say, is better than Harden. Westbrook's shooting ability is not all that good in comparison to James Harden with that deadly setback and his deadly ability to handle the ball. I would say James Harden's ability to handle the ball is top three in in no order. Harden, Kyrie, Steph Curry. You mean as far as handles, not playmaking ability? i say as far as handles, that's the way to go. In terms of playmaking, I'll have to go... Curry, I'll have to go LeBron, I'll have to go Kyrie, uh, and I'll have to go Kyrie Irving. No, over Ben Simmons? Yeah, over Ben Simmons. I mean, I don't like Ben Simmons either, but his playmaking ability is awesome. Oh, I'm, not saying that, I'm not saying that his playmaking ability is not good, but he's only a sophomore in the league. And I mean, hell, he hasn't hit a three-pointer yet. So, I, mean, I don't think he's even attempted a three-pointer yet. He attempted oh, one, yeah. I think, his rookie year, and that was it. Oh, yeah, he has. He's attempted multiple three-pointers. People dare him to shoot that shit, and he does, and it doesn't go in. Who's that remind you of? Oh, man, it reminds me of a lot of different people. <coughs> LeBron. Yeah, LeBron. LeBron. I, I personally, and, you know, I, I tease this on the phone. Me and you were getting to know each other a little bit better. I... Am I would say a growing minority that Kobe's better than LeBron, and I want to be. If this argument is ever, if it ever becomes a majority of people that say Kobe's better than LeBron, I want like a golden jacket. 
because I I am the head of this oh argument. My gosh. I'm the only one that argues oh it. I, I really am. I know you're the only one who argues it. I am. He's a better defender, and he was a better scorer, so I don't understand really what else is left. Playmaking? All right. I think five championships outweighs playmaking. Yeah, but he's I mean, a playmaker to a lot of why don't we different ways and a lot of different guys. Why do we say that AI is up there? He never won a championship. I don't know if it's not in the greatest conversation. Maybe to millennial. I mean, I'm a millennial too, so I shouldn't say it like that. But <laughs> I would say if, like, for, let me paraphrase. If he's, if we're talking best players from 2000 to now, yeah, Alan Iverson's up there. Alan Iverson's probably your starting point guard or Steph Curry, depending on, you know, right. what you want. But, mm. I, I don't know. that That's I, – mm, I don't know. And, and I know because I used to – my buddy Mike, who used to be on the show with me, would say, oh, well, then why isn't Bill Russell the greatest of all time? He's got 11 championships. First of all, Bill Russell played in a league where he was the only guy over six yeah, he, foot five. He played in, like, a, a league where there was, what, eight teams or something like that? Right. So and you that, were guaranteed that, and the that playoffs. Cel- that Celtics team was loaded, too. It wasn't just him. Right. And not only that, you have guys that, you know, passed him. Because t- more talent came into the league. Right. More teams. That's, right. Once I mean, the, our uh, president ABA thinks Kobe's emerged. 18th all time. So I. <laughs> and Allen Iverson's better offensively than him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it could be. It could be argued that. Oh, God. There's, there could be an argument between uh, Allen Iverson and Kobe Bryant, LeBron James and Kobe Bryant, hell, Steph Curry and Kobe Bryant. In terms of an offensive skill set you're talking about? Yes, in terms of an offensive All right, well, skill set. I, I, Shooting-wise, obviously, Steph Curry has that. He has been a, he's the best in the history of the national basketball team. I think all around, mm-hmm. I think all around, I think it is still LeBron, but I think Kobe, for his, for his position, does a lot of things that have never been done, obviously, besides Jordan for his positions, though. So I still think oh, he's, sure. his all-around game is still... High up there. I don't think it's better than LeBron's. I know he does, but I, it is up there where he is more of thought of as a top ten player than a lot of those other guys you listed. Oh, I know. I mean, I mean, it's too soon to call him a putt, right? I mean, he's only been on. The he's show a guest. For like 10 minutes, I wouldn't go right? that far, right? So, I, I, I have a. I mean, you're not junior, so that's fine. But <laughs> I know that. I know that um, you, being from Cleveland, have actually a very famous, um, I would say, relationship with LeBron James. You want to tell people about that? Uh, Yeah, for sure. So it was the night where he announced his decision to leave Cleveland once again to go to Los Angeles. You can have him back, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, I think everybody in LA is tired of him. They're like, why the fuck is this guy here? <laughs> but you know, my original, like, I had a LeBron James jersey. I bought it from Big Sporting Goods for like maybe sixty bucks. And you know, my original plan was to burn the fucking thing. And you know, I was joking with my buddy Brandon about it, and he says he literally texted me. Don't be a dumbass because it would have been money that I spent wasted. So then I I hang out, wait 30 minutes, and you know I 
decided to do a little tribute after him. There was a Twitter user, Tony underscore Hartman. He did something similar to what I did with Kyrie Irving when he left and when he was traded to Boston. So what I did in, in uh, relationship to Tony Hartman, I wrote, thank you, LeBron, on a piece of printer paper in a blue Sharpie, which was the only damn thing I could find. And which is ironic because it's eerily similar to the Cavs jersey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I went outside. Didn't even record it on my camera, like on the actual camera app. I recorded it on my Snapchat. <laughs> then I saved it, then tweeted it. I tagged, actually, he's one of our co-hosts on the Big Play Reblog Cleveland show, Chris McNeil, which you can find him at Reblog18. And I tagged Sports Nation and Bleacher Report. I remember it started slow, and, you know, my brother and my dad was like, what are you doing? You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and then I get that, too. Picking up steam, and, you know, I showed my dad, which, mind you, he's almost 68. He's turning 68 in a month. Well, happy he birthday. literally got over 2,500 likes. He literally, he was sitting up in his chair watching TV. I show him, he literally said, holy shit. <laughs> and then about 10 minutes later, contacted by the ESPN assignment desk, and they asked to use the video, which was credited to me, which I obviously said, oh yeah, for sure. Right. Next 48 goddamn hours, my phone would not stop going off. I received publicity from the Fox affiliate in Cleveland, along with uh, a couple other affiliate stations in Boston and Columbus, and literally had to delete the damn Twitter app off my phone. <laughs> it would not stop going off. And I mean, I had work the next morning. I'm like, okay, I need to go to sleep. And, you know, the biggest thing is that Sports Illustrated wrote an online article about it. So, you mean, you look at it like this. I'm almost 20 years old. Sports Illustrated is what I grew up reading. Like the Sports Illustrated magazine. Right. They, yeah. That's what I grew up reading as a kid. My brother and I loved getting the monthly magazine. And... Uh, actually, a funny thing is, and this ties back into where you guys are in New York, uh, I'm not the only one in my family who made it to a Sports Illustrated article. My dad's half-brother was named Matthew Saplin, former commissioner for the disabled in New York City. He was in an article for winning a state championship blind. Wow. Mm. That, and that's impressive. Yeah. And then, you know, a couple months later, I see the Big Play Reflog post-game show starring Big Play Dave and Reflog 18. And I call it, being, you know, I kind of wanted to say, hey, this is the guy that went Twitter famous. Because I believe at that point, that's when Dave found my Twitter when I blew up. Right. And a few weeks go by, I say, hey, are you guys looking for a summer internship where, you know, I'm just trying to find something to, to grow my skill set as I'm a journalism student. And about two weeks later, I get a, get a message from Dave, hey, here's, the, here's some stuff regarding an internship, and everything kicked off ever since. Well, mm. that, that, now, what, what, I'm assuming, was he a wrestler? My uncle, yeah, he was a, he was a state championship wrestler. Wow. That's amazing. Very that impressive. that 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 could be one of the greatest individual feats I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. No, no pun. That that's a bad pun. But no, but 
I mean, that's <laughs> that is that's impressive. I went to school. Our my high school is actually really good with wrestlers. We had a couple guys that top placed in states, and they actually went to nationals. They were good, and to hear that, I mean, that to me is amazing. Quite frankly, that. And I'm not an easy person to floor, so that is <laughs> that is really one of the greatest feats we've seen recently, or heard recently, I should say. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I thought you know I thought that it was just something stupid where I get maybe two likes, and then you know I'm sitting here almost a year later, still in awe, looking at my Twitter. You know, has twenty nine some odd thousand likes almost 10,000 retweets, over a million and a half views. And I didn't think that it would happen. I did not think that it would have gotten the publicity that it did. Just a small town kid from Cleveland, Ohio, just having that blown up. And hell, I dare say, LeBron James himself probably thought. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would hope so. Mm-hmm. Right. I would absolutely hope so. That was the biggest feat of my life to this date. Just having that go off. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff I tweet may be stupid. People are like, okay, this guy's off his rocker. And fair enough. But, you know, I see it. I'm like, wow, that's that's awesome. Absolutely. Now, my whole thing is what would you have done if you burned the jersey? Right. Well, at that time, it was kind of not a foreign concept, but it wasn't used as much as it's used now because of right. that initial one. That The first time LeBron left was the start of that whole ripple effect where people were posting all these burning jersey videos, and now it seems like every time somebody leaves, they do it. Right. I mean, the biggest thing that I heard throughout this entire throughout that entire process was how corny was that, or why didn't you burn the damn thing, or why did you do this? I mean, here's the thing. This is kind of what I realized in those 30 minutes between wanting to burn it and wanting to do what I did. I'm like, the dude doesn't know his shit. He just made the greatest comeback in the history of sports. He doesn't know anything. He did what he promised us to do. Mm. Yes. Mm. In NBA history, that is the greatest. Comeback. No, no, yeah. that no, that's not my argument. That's okay. not what I'm. Mm. I mean, Kyrie hit the shot though. But the, but the shot wouldn't have been anything without the block. Oh yeah. All right. Here we go. This is my whole point. Here we go. It, okay. When you drop a pebble in water. And as Speed just said, the ripple effect starts. Do you blame the water or do you blame the drop of the rock? I blame the drop of the rock. Okay. So you cannot say that his great block is, and it is, it's the most iconic play, I think, in Cleveland Cavs history, and that's no joke. It's either that or the shot Kyrie hit. Does anyone remember what happened, the possession, not even the possession, the, the, yeah, literally, the possession before that? He missed a wide-open jumper. That would have gave Cleveland the lead. He didn't. He, his block saved the series, 
it saved his legacy, though. Let's just let's call a spade a spade. He misses that shot. Iguodala lays that up. Warriors are up by two. But the, there was still the a Warriors. Minute, there was still a minute thirty at that time, though, too. Sure, but that changes the mean, whole the outcome of the game, though. The whole outcome well, of the game would have been different. This. You're forgetting something here. For the two minutes prior to the block, nobody scored a damn thing. It was like streakers. Between, yeah. two, between two teams that didn't know right. how the hell to put the ball in the hoop. I was right. shocked how low scoring that game was. Right. No, I agree. Steph Curry didn't play great. Uh, Clay missed. And this is my this is my knock with Clay, and I this is why I don't think he's a the top shooting guard in the league. No. He has nights where he is he'll take about five six steps a night and drop sixty points. And then there are nights that he can't put the ball in the basket if he's still on top of it with a ladder. Uh, it's just, he's very, and it's very rare he has nights like that. But those nights are too frequent if you're the top shooting guard in the league. That's why I personally would take Bradley Beal or Jimmy Butler over him. I can agree with that. Bradley I mean, Beal, this, this season, he was an absolute monster. With the absence of John Wall, all-star guard John Wall, Mm-hmm. So he's, even though the record of the Wizards didn't portray the skill set that Bradley Beal had this season, Bradley Beal went on a fucking tear this season. Absolutely. He did absolutely amazing. And he's a better playmaker than people thought. Mm-hmm. He was oh, never yeah. known for his playmaking ability. He was a shooter and a defensive guy. Right. He made a lot of great passes, though, without John Wall ball hawking the ball. And to be honest, John Wall might be out of a job. Anyone think of that? Like, those injuries. I don't know about that. He, but... He's the fastest point guard in basketball. Well, before his injury, he was the fastest point guard in basketball. Okay. And it's ironic because we're going to get into speed with another guy very shortly. An injury like that, I mean, you slow down. Your defense is worse, so he's not going to be the best defensive point guard in the league. And he, if he's not fast, he can't shoot. Right, but you're also slowing down from already so fast to, all right, you're still slower, but you're still probably top ten in speed. He's still going to have effectiveness. Uh, the injury is concerning, yeah, but I don't think that's going to keep him completely out of a job. It's gonna, it's going to keep him out of maybe a, a max contract or a lot of money, but he's not going to be completely out of a job. I, just, I mean, I think this con- this year for Bradley Beal, I think he reminded everybody why he went the third overall pick in 2012. Mm-hmm. Well, since I know that you had some uh, NBA draft lottery stuff. Obviously, most Cleveland fans probably feel like they got screwed. Um, oh, my God. Do you have any kind of takeaway from the draft lottery? or I have my own theory, but I want to hear yours. Um, I feel like very ironic that the team that LeBron plays for has the draft pick above his old team. Hmm. Could be. Well. I also feel like that everybody just hates the New York Knicks. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I hate to say it. Everyone is dogging you guys. And I thought for sure Zion Williamson was going to be a New York Knicks from the draft. But, but the Knicks don't get the number one pick. They always end up something wacky. Exactly. Yep. More, most importantly, what surprises me is that 
New Orleans won it. Yeah. New Orleans mm-hmm. won, the, won the draft lottery. Right. Does I, that mean Anthony Davis is saying? Hell no. No. Mm-mm. And I think he would have been traded anyway. And that end of it, I know a lot of people are saying that was rigged. I actually thought that part of it was actually kind of random. I think the only thing that maybe was a bit high was the Lakers getting four. Like, we know the league has done this with LeBron in the past, uh, helped him. And I know as a Cavs fan, you know how many times you were probably surprised they got the number one pick too. And now it's happening with the Lakers. So that was the only thing. I think everything else end of it, obviously the Knicks getting screwed is the Knicks getting screwed. That's how their draft history works. But again, it's not screwed in the sense where they're going to get nobody. They're still going to get a really good player out of it. So it's not like they fell to five where they would have been stuck with DeAndre Hunter or something like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. As somebody that... Analytically bashes Virginia all the time. I couldn't fathom having to root for that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Here's another beat for you guys. David Griffin has won either the draft lottery or the Eastern Conference Finals since 2012. David Griffin used to be the Cavs general manager before, I believe, last year. Mm -hmm. Right. And then he went to the New Orleans Pelicans. Or no, it was last offseason mm-hmm. when they 86 him. And he, yet again, won the draft lottery. <laughs> Interesting. Now, do you think that it was rigged at all, or you just think that the Cavs have shitty luck? I just think the Cavs have shitty luck. And, you know, I'll, this is, this is going to be rare coming from a Cleveland boy, but you know what? At least we have the Cleveland Browns. I never thought anyone would say that. <laughs> I didn't think, you know what? I didn't think I'd say it either, but here I am. Yeah, I, I mean, Wow. And now I know you. I, I don't know how familiar like the Chicago Blackhawks to me. You guys can't root for, right? I have no I, idea about hockey whatsoever. I apologize. No, no, no. That's I. I, I figured I geographically. Asked, I think he was asking about the city in general. Uh, yeah, I guess so. No, well, I mean, they were pretty good for a while, but I know that um, you also have a lot of draft insight and analysis. Um, do you want to start getting into the Cleveland? I know you just mentioned the Browns, and not to hit too close to home here, but this offseason, um, you might have gotten the best wide receiver. I think he's the best wide receiver in football, and I don't think that's a stretch. Uh, when you look at what Odell's done, he was the fastest to get to 5,000 yards. He's His rookie records are absolutely unfathomable, and he missed four games of the year. And he had an aging Eli who at that time was still – um, very, what's the word? Erratic. No. Um, uh, very, uh, he could do the job. He could get the job done. But at the same time, not well enough where Odell could really just run his route and catch the ball where he wanted it. So he was suitable, but he wasn't actually going to benefit. Now, obviously, Cleveland had one busy offseason. Is there a move that sticks out the most to you, or Odell is just absolutely the cream of the crop? I want to I first off just say, you know, I don't think that we just got the best wide receiver in football. I think general manager John Dorsey 
pulled off the heist of the century. I know you guys are Giants fans, but I know this is close to home, and I'm sorry. Hmm. But no, you're not. I don't. No, I'm really not. <laughs> but I don't know what in detail David Gellman was thinking. Uh, he wasn't but, is my immediate answer. He hasn't been thinking for a while. Yeah. You know, but I would have to say that Greedy Williams at 46 overall. Yeah. You know, I am surprised that Greedy Williams fell that far into Cleveland's lap. Oh, believe me, he we were too. one of the best press corners mm-hmm. that I've seen in a while. Yep. I had him at the top 10 prospect. He, he's phenomenal. And word, they are going to be a Mm-hmm. You Well, Demarius Randall, if he's used right in that system, you have to see how this new defensive coordinator is going to do it. Because I think he was a really good fit for Greg Williams, but we had to see with him right. elsewhere. Because he he's been up and down so far his whole career. And the Packers, when he was there, switched off defensive coordinators too from Don Capers to Mike Patton, and it seemed like he, some spots he fits and others didn't, so he's always a crapshoot. But the corners are absolutely outstanding, and I agree with you. I'm surprised Greedy fell that far, too. I actually had him as a top-ten prospect overall in the entire draft. Right. You know, the biggest thing for me was it seemed like Greedy Williams avoided tackling at his time at LSU like the bubonic play. Yeah. Yeah, but, I would say that. But so did Darrell Revis. Darrell Revis didn't really. Oh, yeah. I mean, he could, but he refu- he but, didn't do it all the time. But for people worried about that, that's like a, such a simple, fundamental concept. Like, it's better to have that than not being able to, like, zone cover, not being able to jump. Like, it, it, that, like something like that is more fixable. That and really, he's not great in press coverage is really his only weakness. But even the press coverage is a technique thing that, if you're coached right, can help. Absolutely. And, you know, this may be a reach. And I got into a little bit of conversations with Cleveland on Twitter the day he was picked. And I was hearing, you know, see, you know who else wasn't a very good tackler? Deion Sanders. He didn't need to tackle. He was that damn good. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, comparing Greedy Williams to Deion Sanders right now might be a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, but. That, that's why I said it was a stretch. I don't think there will be anybody like or like Deion Sanders right. ever because there will never be a Deion Sanders like Deion Sanders. Right. I mean, Jalen Ramsey's pretty close. You just Jalen okay, Ramsey yeah. does some that's things fair. better, but it, to do it, you have to do it dominance the whole time too. Though he did it, he's done it three years, so we've, we'll see. It's possible. Sure. That's the closest thing, though. If it were to happen, I do agree with that. But I mean, you also have to look at. Matt Wilson out of the fifth round. That's a very, very I'm not crazy about him. Back. The guy I like, though, is the guy that got in the third round, the BYU linebacker. I forget his name. He's actually oh, pretty right. good. Talkie-talkie. Yeah, I actually like him more than Matt Wilson. No, t- I think have... it's Taki something. What did you say? Taki? Oh, just it's Taki. All right. Yeah, I actually really like him. Matt Wilson, I, I don't know. He's... Maybe a good value. I, I, I wasn't crazy about him. I think he benefited from the system more. But What about Austin Siebert? Austin Siebert? He, you know, I saw reports through insiders that, uh, he, that the kickers were not doing too well at OTAs. They were missing kicks from field goal range. Oh. And that's, if, if true, that's very worrisome for me. 
Yeah, so you're basically like the first half of the season again. A handful of our games last year, last season, were lost by a bad kick. And the tie. Well, exactly. Because of a missed field goal. Yep. I actually think Drew Forbes out of Southeast Missouri State could fill in for Zietler opening week. I feel like that he could also fill in for that as well. We gave you guys a very good guard, or we gave you guys a very good lineman. And Absolutely. we had to fill in the pieces. And other than that, we still have the same offensive line. So I feel like Baker Mayfield will be protected very well. Who? Forbes sticks in and I'm just kidding. I love Baker. Freddie Kitchens has in place. Right. I, I like Baker. I, I Now, we're going to get into the quarterback conversation a little later. I'm a lot higher on Baker Mayfield than most people are. You don't uh, say. Sue me. I, I, don't, I don't really know what to say. Um, but I do think Baker Mayfield this year will prove that he's not just a quarterback that was taken out of the draft. I think he's going to be the best quarterback out of that draft, and I don't think it's going to be close. Well, not if you're talking to Colin Coward, that's for damn sure. Well, Colin Cowherd also start speaking of Colin Cowherd, um, I don't know why. I have no idea why he did this today. But apparently he has um, made the top ten list of Odell Beckham Jr. highlights, I guess. And they were all negative? <laughs> uh, there was the catch, and then there was... There were two positives, I think. But the catch was definitely one. <laughs> okay. The catch was number one, and getting traded was number two. <laughs> well, getting traded is not positive, but... I don't know if I, Browns found us. Well, well, right. Depends on... And I don't know why. Most Giant fans like the fact that he's traded. I don't get it. I really I don't. I don't get it either. I, I do... I like that Odell's gone. Not Obviously not from the analytics side or the fan side or the player side, but... I mean, the fact that now he gets to go to a, a fan base that will appreciate him, I like that. I I also like the fact that he's going to finally be able to show everybody, yeah, I'm the best receiver in football. Baker Mayfield's going to hit him in stride. He's not going to have to slow down. He's not going to have to go out of his way. I think there's a stat that said, like, Eli Manning, almost like 65% of his throws to Odell were off target. That that's a pretty big percent. And again, I don't think Eli Manning was the problem in New York. I don't think the Giants were bad last year because of Eli Manning. I think there were other factors going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben McAdoo, obviously being a moron last year, screwed <laughs> up. Yep. But Ben McAdoo, Ben McAdoo is actually a godsend because he got you Saquon Barkley. So that that's good. But. Uh, Pat Shermer. I'd rather have Tom Coughlin in other circumstances than that. <laughs> I think well, Coughlin, I don't think wants to coach. Yeah, but still, like the especially ti- now, and the the t- the timing of it at the time was just so bizarre. And at that time, he still wanted to coach. Like he was actually getting offers from other teams, but Philly, Philly. I think the Niners were offering something at the time. I actually was saying. I know I didn't know if he was rumored to go there, but after they lost the playoff game the way they did, I thought the Bengals should immediately have gotten to him on right on because they lost that wacky playoff game with all the the perfect hit and all those mm-hmm. penalties. And I was saying uh, they should have fired Marvin Lewis right on the spot and hired Tom Coughlin, who's a disciplined coach and a great playoff coach, obviously. 
Yeah, I can agree that Tom Coughlin is a very good playoff coach. Not in the past, not in the last couple of playoff appearances he's had. I believe they went up against Green Bay and Philadelphia during those seasons. Well, they lost. But, they lost when they played Philly. That was the year after they won. They beat the Patriots the first time. But after that, right. they, he was. He, they had another Super Bowl run. Yeah. And the game against Green Bay. I mean, oh, the trip. I think the trip was third. So for Odell, I mean, everyone blames that trip. I don't understand for the life. Of it's me. not just Odell though. It's it was the entire receiving core and uh, entire uh, second. You don't have to tell me. And here's the other thing, right? They said they traded Odell for non-football reasons, right? He's a cancer, right? That's what they said. Landon Collins, who Nick Saban gave his seal of approval on. I'll trust Nick Saban before I trust Dave Gettleman, Pat Shermer, whoever else <laughs> is going to answer. Um, I also will say that Nick Saban's called him a high-character guy. He called out Eli Apple, and they got rid of Eli Apple because Eli Apple wasn't getting along with anybody in the locker room. So yeah, he stinks. He, he was literally the guy. Right. And now Landon Collins came out the other day and said, I don't know why they traded him. The guys love him. They always thought he was a problem from the beginning. So clearly, it's. And I'm just going to say this now. I think the Maras are just out of touch. Yeah. I think they're just out of touch. And they don't. I, they, I think they're so afraid of not being the giant way that it's going to cost them for the next 10 years. Right. Until somebody else takes over. Dave Gettleman will be fired sooner rather than later, and Pat Shermer's going to go with him. My fear is that they're going to waste Saquon Barkley. That's my fear. If they do that, I think the universe will start to take the Giants at the same time because Saquon Barkley had a Penn State second overall last draft. He was the – he is a generational running back. Yes. You talk about general – generational running backs. You talk about Barry, Barry Sanders. Sanders. You talk about Bo Jack. You talk about the Walter Payton. He's up there. Yeah. I Reggie Bush was supposed to be that. He is up there with the best of them. His abilities, his combine was disgusting. Mm-hmm. You looked at his combine, that was the Giants won the draft last year with Saquon Barkley. They won their draft. But what the hell happened this year? They panicked, so, is what they did. Well, no, no. I'm glad. I'm glad we're talking about the draft because I know you told me that you have a couple different teams that you've got your analysis on, and I'm, I want to go through all of them. But real quick, just so that way we're on the same page. I agree with them taking Barkley last year. He was the best player in the draft, and now he's the best running back in football. I don't think there's another running back better than him at all. And at the same time, this year's draft should not. I don't think Saquon's better than Sam Donald to me. I think if the I think the Giant guy and the Jet guy were both Baker Mayfield. I think at that time the Giants said, you know what, we're going to stick with Eli anyway. So why are we going to take Sam Donald to sit for two years? We we're going to take a guy that can play right away and try to win one more year. So they took Barkley. This year though. They contradicted it. This year, though, they they screwed the pooch, and it's not even because of what they did in the draft. It's what they didn't do. But I, I'll get into that. I, I kind of want to see what you think for the Jets, and I know uh, the Giants, rather, and I know you also did the Jets. I did indeed. So do you want to just quickly tell us what you uh, thought for the Giants this year's draft class? Oh, my God. They, they were a disaster. 
the Daniel Jones selection at number six, while Josh Allen was there, ready mm-hmm. to be taken, was mm-hmm. the worst decision I have ever seen. And I've seen the decision to take Anthony Bennett first hmm. overall by the cast. Right. That was the worst selection. You know? But they Jones swear he was going to get taken. Seven. Here's the thing. Daniel Jones would have been there at 17 without a shadow of a doubt. But they swear there was a team that wanted him at 7, before 17. So then trade 17 up if you're really that scared. Exactly. You, if, if you're, especially if it was the Redskins. If you're, again, I didn't want them to take a quarterback at all. But if you, they really were in a situation where they could. Let's say maybe they kept assets and they had a good free agency and stuff like that. And they could. You trade 17 up. Atlanta reached anyway at 14. They probably could have gotten Chris Lindstrom at 17. The you, you make that trade if you really are scared of the Redskins. You don't waste it there and lose out on Allen, who is a great player and honestly a perfect scheme fit for Betcher's defense. For a speed-rushing man-blitz defense, that's insane. And Josh Allen is, for most people, was a top-three pick anyway. So the reason he fell, like, you have to bite on that. Oh, Jacksonville did. Yes, they did. Here's actually a fun fact about Josh Allen for you guys. The past two drafts, a guy, a football player by the name of Josh Allen was taken at seven overall back-to-back years. Yep, yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't catch that. But here's, mm-hmm. yep. And then here's the thing about the Giants in closing. Lawrence is a good player. Deontay I like Baker Lawrence, yeah. is a good player. But if you look at the draft they could have had, it's, it's not even close. Yep. Hey, they screwed the pooch. Right. Even if you didn't go get Josh Allen, you know what you do? You go get that quarterback out of Ohio State by the name uh, of Wayne Haskins. I didn't like him either, yeah. though. I don't. I wouldn't have wanted to yeah. reach on a quarterback at six at all. I felt like, I feel like, and this is not even putting my Ohio State bias in this. I'm keeping that aside. Dwayne Haskins was the second best quarterback in this year's draft. I agree he's a lot better than Jones. I'll say that, but I just think the value of any quarterback in this draft wasn't as high just because, again, it's a pr- premier position, sure, but I just it didn't come out to me as a great overall player regardless. And I think Haskins is a lot more raw than people think, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would say Haskins was the third best quarterback in this draft. Who who do you think is the best quarterback out of this draft? I would not say Tyler Murray. I would probably go Drew Locke. I uh, I actually I don't like him either. I like Locke. I've told you that. I would say Locke is second. You want to know who the best quarterback in this year's draft was? Josh freaking Rosen. That's who the Giants should have got. Yeah, Josh right. Rosen. That is actually a very good point. Josh Rosen was there to be had. The Miami Dolphins, and this is the part that the Giants should really be pounding their head against the desk for. Who is now the head coach for the Miami Dolphins? I actually don't know who that, that, that would be. Who is it? Brian Flores. The who is former, the ex-Patriots linebacker coach. Former defensive coordinator oh. for the Patriots. Who comes from the Bill Belichick tree. Who comes from the Bill Parcells tree. Who is basically the greatest head coach the Giants have ever had. So if the my if you're hearing your intelligence say the Miami Dolphins are the most aggressive team for Josh Rosen, 
and the former Belichick guy is trying to get him the most, doesn't that kind of lead you to think, hmm, the kid might have more Tom Brady specs than we think. Hmm, maybe this kid's better than the kid we want to draft. Hmm, maybe we should go trade for him. Oh, we don't want to trade 6 or 17, but we're going to trade up to 30 to take a guy we could have taken at 17. I I just don't see it. I really don't. I, I think the Giants actually had a very good draft outside of the first round. I like Baker, and I like Baker all the way down to um, Chris Slayton. Not to be confused with Darius Slayton, the receiver they took too, but I like their last, their first, their pick from 30 to 245. 6 and 17, though, to me, are grave mistakes. And you know what? I think that that will be the biggest mistake in, for the next five years. I don't think they'll be able to let themselves down. There's only because one way the Giants can write this ship. You know, I mean, you look at a guy that you'll have to be seeing twice a year. You heard him, you heard him say that... Um, they made a great, 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 great mistake of passing them up. And the only reason I don't, th- I feel, I don't see the Jaguars getting them was because the Giants got Josh Allen on the board. Mm-hmm. If the Giants got Josh Allen on the board, the way it happens would have been a Jaguar. You think so? Even they did, even know. though they just pulled, they paid Nick Foles all that money. I think, as we call him, Big Dick Nick. I think he's going to be good to mentor. He's supposed to be a mentor. I don't think he's supposed to be a starting quarterback. But well, he, we'll get into that. I but mean, even so, like Jacksonville didn't. They even if they did it, like it they didn't. What Will Kane they, said. The different the situation is very different because the Giants had a lot of other holes on their roster. Jacksonville really needs only receivers, a couple offensive line spots, and and a quarterback. So they could have afforded to go do that. The Giants need so many other things because all they did offseason was purge assets. The only thing I liked that they did was they got was the Zietler trade. They traded away Vernon, who I liked, but... Overpaid. Well, the cap space. Right, but regardless, Zietler, I thought, was a good... It was a good trade for them. Like, it was necessary. Everything else, I hated what they did in the offseason. They just created so many holes in their team where if they're going to do that, they need to make up the value with those those draft picks. You take Josh Allen, you fill the rest of that defense out or the offensive line because they needed that too, and you trust a rebuild and don't throw a rookie quarterback don't waste your pick on a rookie quarterback where you don't have a great team right now and it wouldn't be the value. The Jaguars could have afforded to do that if they wanted to because their defense is great and their running game is great and their offensive line, besides a couple spots, is very good too. And, I mean, you guys got a hell of a football player in Jabril Peppers, you know. I hope so. I'm a little skeptical always, on him. We always make the joke, if he went to the Ohio State instead of the University of Michigan, I hope you're right, but to me, Jabril Peppers is a very weird player where he's kind of built like a coverage safety body-wise, and he has the skill set of a box safety that blitzes and stops the run and stuff like that. 
he's just a very weird prototype to me. So maybe I hope you're right that they get the good end of it. I'm just very skeptical because of that. And I was skeptical in the draft. And I was one of the people that actually understood why he was falling. I mean, if you look at him back at the University of Michigan, I mean, he played multiple positions. Right. linebacker, I believe. They put him down at tailback once or twice for a few years or two. And like he was getting he was getting Heisman hype at the start of the season. I and I actually enjoyed watching him play. I just thought he was a very weird NFL talent. Right. Right. But I mean the the defensive the defensive stats for Jabril Peppers of the second half of his year after the Hugh Jackson era, thank God that's over. Hmm. I think he I think he that was his coming out party, and I think he's gonna be a very good safety. Will I say top 15, top 10? No. no. But I will say he will be a very good safety in this league. He won't be landing Collins. No, he will not. He will not be landing Collins. But you guys let walk. Go to the team I mean, we didn't do anything. Guys. We didn't do a damn thing. Don't put that on us. No, we didn't the, do anything. The, well, that's, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. You guys didn't do a damn thing. Well, right. Right. Now I feel personally attacked. <laughs> I apologize. But I mean, as a you know, I grew up watching New York Giants football. It doesn't sound like it. Cleveland, Ohio was decorated New York Giants. And I'm sitting here, and I'm looking at Landon Collins, a very good safety. He will be all pro. You let him, and the Giants let him walk. I'm sitting there, I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, we screwed up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's my, here, and not to, not to bash this too much, the the part that hurts the most about Landon Collins is he said multiple times, disfranchise tag me and I'll play for my long contract. What else do you want a pro- athlete to say? Right. Again, Alabama Maybe. Alabama DNA. I I don't know. But uh it's all right because even though you just spent the last ten minutes bashing the New York Giants, we are not the laughing stock in the NFL anymore. That's actually our cross town buddies, the Jets. Or that roommates. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I, I Let me ask you guys a question here. Do their uniforms not look like a high school uniform to you? I like the new logo and I like the helmet. I like, the, I black, like the black. I like the black uniforms. The, the black uniforms are nice. The green, they look wickedly weird. The white, it's debatable. Yeah, white uniforms. I, I don't like white uniforms on any team anyway, but that's another story. Fair enough. But I like they, the Gotham they had a pretty good draft. They did have a pretty good draft. Yeah. The New York Jets did. Mm-hmm. Quinn and Williams, no-brainer. The Jackai Jackai Polite. Jackai Polite. The Jackai Polite pick, thank you, was bold and aggressive. You know, just considering the terrible offseason he had. And it will be interesting to see if he matures into a better player and if his work ethic improves. Right, but he he has the talent of a late first round pick, though. I so. thought he was going to be a Patriot. I did. I had him going in the first round of the Patriots. I'm surprised that Keneal Harry's a Patriot. I yeah, thought he would have been picked up later. I thought DK Metcalf was a first round. I thought Harry was going to go in the first round too, and I'm also surprised the Patriots took him because the Patriots never usually take receivers like that. Not necessarily avoiding the position. I'm just saying Nikhil Harry is a 6-4 bigger type receiver that yeah, has a cup like he drops simple passes and 
isn't overly quick at the line of scrimmage, so he has a little bit of a project. But they usually like to take like quicker, little smaller guys. They don't usually like the bigger receivers like that. So that was kind of surprising. But he is talented, though. He is wickedly talented. Right. I mean, I've seen him. I've seen him in person. We, you know, out here at the University of Oregon. I've seen. I've seen his skill set. He is a tremendous receiver, and he is an NFL receiver for a reason. Yes. But I don't know why they took him in the first round when he was easily a second-round talent. AJ Brown, DK Metcalf. I don't understand well, why. DK Metcalf damn near fell to the fourth round. He did damn near fall to the fourth round. I think he was up in the third. Oh, oh no! Actually, that's it was a the lie. end of was, the second. Yeah, it was the end of the second. I exaggerate. That's my end of the second. But people were actually but concerned about the the two bigger holes in Metcalf's game, though. So I think I think that's ended up being why. And there's just the position as a whole also fell too, though, because there was no receiver taken until 25. Right. Hollywood Brown to to the Baltimore Ravens, I believe. Oh, uh, here it comes. I don't like talking about the Ravens, but you know what? AFC North Club, you know how it is. You know, the Ravens got a very good receiver in Hollywood Brown. They did. Would I have liked to see John Dorsey call up, uh, call up the Ravens and say, buddy boy, let me pick 25? Sure thing. Well, instead of that, take Hollywood Brown to pair back up with his former Oklahoma teammate, Baker Mayfield? Yes. But you look at it right now. If Rashard Higgins, and this is this tie back to the Browns, and this is the reason why I don't think he would be a. This is why I think we're fine in the wide receiver core. If Rashard Higgins is your fourth best wide receiver, you're all set. Right. Mm-hmm. And you also have Nick Chubb. Hunt's going to be there, and Njoku is exactly one of the best young fo- tight ends in football. Right. Oh, yeah. David Njoku is one of the best tight ends in football. He, he was averaging seven, eight yards of reception last year. Tremendous work. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he bailed us out of so many pinches. They absolutely, he absolutely did. My Now, I know that um, you said how I, I think Lamar Jackson's a bust. I really don't think – I think Baltimore is going to regret trading Flacco and – going with uh, Lamar Jackson, and there's a morning show, and a Ravens fan producer said that John Harbaugh should somehow lose his job. I, I mean, I don't understand why, but that's what he believes, and I want to rip my hair out or what I have left of it every time I hear him say it or heard him say it. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I'm not just talking about Lamar Jackson. I'm talking about the style of quarterbacking Lamar Jackson has. The style he has doesn't last in the league that long. No. You look, I mean, Paula, Paula Kaepernick. I don't, I mean, you can argue as much as you want the politics behind it, the, the kneeling for the anthem. I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at his actual ability. Right. Paula Kaepernick was a glorified running back. He was fast. He was extremely fast. He didn't really have a good. He didn't really have a good arm. He had a very right. bad arm. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it, you know Lamar Jackson. He has an okay arm. I'm not saying that it's better. It's 
going to be like a like an Aaron Rodgers. He has an okay arm. But, I mean, these types of quarterbacks don't last because of injury. Mm-hmm. Like, in mm-hmm. the Niners Super Bowl run where they lost to the Ravens, the reason why they made it to that length was because of the defense, not because of the offense. I mean, yep. the offense had some pretty good fights, but it was because of the defense. Right. I was even arguing that, too, on one of our other shows, that I think they were having, they were resting Joe uh, Joe Flacco for the playoffs, and I thought he was going to start again just because he was that good of a playoff quarterback. And I was, and I was, the guy I was arguing with was saying, no, you have to roll with the momentum. And yes, the Ravens were winning, but I was saying how the same thing. The Ravens weren't winning exclusively because of Lamar Jackson. That defense was great, and the schedule got easier for the Ravens. They they lost to the Saints. They lost to the Panthers when they were good at the beginning of the season. They lost to Cleveland. Like they lost to a lot of teams that were good. And then when the schedule got easier, that's when they were winning. And you saw in the playoffs how one-dimensional their offense was, and it was scoreless for three quarters. Right. And, I mean, you look at the playoffs, I don't know why the hell they didn't put Joe Flacco in at the beginning of the second half. Right. They mm-hmm. I was saying the same thing. Because mm-hmm. the defense was keeping him in that game. I think he was, what, 9 nothing at halftime? Like, they were holding the Chargers to field goals. Mm-hmm. Just about that. They would have won the game. Flacco played. Agreed. And then who knows? I think, and they're the only team that really ever goes into New England and kind of mm-hmm. has their way. Yep. So I, I, I'm, New England probably still goes to the Super Bowl, but it would have been tougher. They blew out the Chargers. Right. Blew them out. That game was barely close. Yeah, I mean, just not a good thing. To keep him in there. I mean, yeah, it's a rookie quarterback. You want to get as much experience as possible. But there's a point where if you are wanting to win a game and your quarterback is not doing the job, take him by the collar, tell him, get your punk ass on the bench, and put in a quarterback like Joe Flacco, who has a history of winning. He has, he has won a Super Bowl. I mean, Lamar Jackson didn't get the starting nod to what, week 12? No, it was week 10, but it was also because of injury. Remember that. Flacco got hurt. I think it, right. I, I, in that game against the Panthers, I think he got hurt. And he, he only took over because of the injury. And again, they were winning, which is fine. And you, you won't want to mess with the momentum. But I always say in any sport, momentum usually ends at some point when it goes that long. And game planning really matters a lot more. And when you have a good playoff quarterback like Flacco, why would you – turn away from that. Even the year he didn't win the Super Bowl, there were other years, they were never one and done. They were, he was, they were really good as a wild card team in some of those years. Like, he's a, he's not a great quarterback, but he's a good playoff quarterback. I don't know how you could exactly. turn away from that. And I mean, I think that kind of shows incompetency on John Harbaugh's part. Like, that shows major incompetency to me. Yeah, and we, we, we praise him all the time, but yeah, that was a mistake on his part, too. And again, for a team in the Chargers that I always make fun of for losing close games all the time, like, Joe Flacco is a good close game quarterback, too. And they would have won that game, I believe, because it ended up getting close anyway in garbage time regardless, but still, like, the game as a whole didn't feel like that. And I mean, why are you taking it? Why are you looking at it? Oh yeah, it got close in garbage time. Why shouldn't it? 
why was it in garbage time? It could have been. It could have gotten closer within the game. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. The game. The Ravens' defense played well, but that was it. The Chargers dominated every other aspect: special teams, running game, everything else. They dominated. Their pass rush was obviously great. So it just didn't feel like the twenty-two seventeen game. It was on the scoreboard. And if Flacco's in the game, you're probably looking at a similar score the other way, or maybe like a a sixteen thirteen game or something like that. Just enough for them to win, because again, the Chargers are not good in close games. I think the only game that they were the only close game they were good in was the game against the before named MVP Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think they just got lucky. That was an anomaly, but I'll give him credit for that one. That was impressive, but normally they're not, though. Like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys say? Just look at it. Yeah. Look at it, you know, the Chargers are not a very good playoff team. They have good pieces, but they are injury prone. I mean, oh, yeah, I say that's it, right. I mean, they're running back. They're, he was injury prone throughout the whole, like, throughout the whole second half of the year. Bill Rivers, he's getting older. Well, Philip Rivers has actually been durable, but the the rest of the team, yeah, they do not. When they draft, there's certain teams that do that. They're they're not the only one, but when they draft, it always seems like they always end up with a lot of injury prone players. Oh yeah. And I mean, you also have to look at a team like the Washington Redskins. Last year, they had a huge, huge turmoil. Right. With. Um, with Alex Smith breaking his leg like Joe Theismann. Mm-hmm. Well, they, the Redskins have always been another one, and I always say the three are usually the Chargers, the Redskins, and Houston as well. I, I always feel like has a lot of star players that get hurt all the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think and I mean, that's they, on... They, if you want to go back to the draft, you, let's talk about their draft as much as it hits home. I mean, you have two... Franchise players taken in the exact same round of the same draft. Dwayne Haskins, Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat mm-hmm. fell a little bit because of that heart issue, which was actually revealed to be an anomaly mm-hmm. on the NFL Combine part. Montez Sweat is a top five linebacker in the draft. Actually, top three linebacker in the draft. And they picked up Terry McLaurin out of Ohio State. You used to get mm-hmm. some balls from his now Washington Redskins quarterback. Mm-hmm. You look at that. You know, that's a good draft. That right there. Pieces they needed. They needed a quarterback. They needed a linebacker. They needed a wide receiver. They filled their draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, I the only other thing I think they needed was a corner, but that's really it. Because their depth in the secondary isn't good. But beyond that, they did very well. Very well. I mean, we also have different positions as well, like wide receiver. Wide receiver is one of the biggest needs, I think, in every team that I kind of analyzed here, with the exception right. of two. Right. Like, the Colts, they needed a wide receiver. They got a wide receiver. And some other really good picks. You know, you see Rock Yesden, <laughs> Ben Fettigoo, Paris Campbell, and Bobby Okereke. What What is your you analysis know, on Rock Yesden? <laughs> He has the potential to be an excellent franchise quarterback. 
She was amazing in well, college. And I think she'll be able to transfer that to the NFL. All right. The reason we were curious on that is uh, the guy that used to host this show was saying how he's going to be the best corner in the draft, and then we just rolled on the joke for quite a while, like he he would take him number two. And he also has he this guy also has the hot take that Desmond Trufant is the best corner in football. And oh come on, yeah, the, no, we're saying the same thing. I think he's top ten, but he's not he's not anywhere close to the best. I we were saying how Desmond Trufant is two he has two years left. And then he's going to say Rocky Sin is the best corner in football because he was, like, hyping him up all the time. Like, he was this, like, top ten prospect, even though I don't know if he actually believed that, but he was acting like he oh, was. Yeah. I mean, you look at Paris Campbell out of Ohio State, once again, he is a, an absolute game breaker. He can take it to the distance any time he wants. And he will at any time he damn well pleases. Mm-hmm. Well, he's a skilled receiver. My only knock on that pick is he's just so similar to T.Y. Hilton. I thought they might have needed another, like, a different style of receiver. But, yeah, he is a talented player. I mean, I want to doubt his speed with the arm that Andrew Luck has. No, I know. It just I always say, like, if you're building a receiving core, you want to have different types. So that's really the only thing. It's just a... If you have a team that like has good press corners, like those are two smaller receivers, speed oriented receivers. Not that Hilton's bad against press coverage, but like you just wonder like where is gonna be that, that more physical guy. Like maybe somebody like a JJ Arcega Whiteside could have been a good pick for them too, is what I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. And then also here's one for you guys that I think you'll like. The Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Oh, Here we yay. go. Here it comes. You know, this draft me, it kind of made me want to look at the competency of the Cardinals front office. Mm -hmm. And I am still questioning the competency of the Cardinals front office. Uh Let's let's put it like this. Kyler Murray, he deserves the Heisman. But he's a huge gamble. Huge gamble. Uh Oh, Steve Klein and um, Cliff Kingsbury are banking their career on this kid. And I don't think even exactly. I don't even think Steve Kime was that bad of a GM, but this is a huge gamble. I mean, but you also look at Byron Murphy at the University of Washington. I like him. Great talent at corner. Mm-hmm. Seen him in person at, when we when Oregon actually beat Washington in overtime this past year. Yeah. He's a phenomenal cornerback. He's one of the top cornerbacks. Yeah. You know, you also have Defensive end, just Zach Allen. I liked him too. I had a I had a mid second round grade on him. I'm surprised he fell that far. No, their uh, their yeah, draft so outside of Kyler Murray is spectacular. Yeah, and you know Andy Isabella runs like the wind. Hakeem Butler will also provide size size and speed on the outside. Oh, that's Tyler's boy, Hakeem Butler. <laughs> I think he's. I think he has the most upside of any. If there's going to be a dark horse wide receiver in this draft. To be the best receiver in this draft, it's him. It's absolutely him. I think he could be the Terrell Owens of this draft. Not taken in the first round, falls to the third round, then becomes the second greatest wide receiver of all time. That could be Hakeem Butler. It very well could be. That's just me. That's just me being me. But, I mean, here's the thing. If the whole draft in a whole, the only way we can tell if it was a win or a loss for the Cardinals is when we watch Kyler Murray. 
Well, yeah, and just the whole concept of how they did it, too, is it doesn't make much sense. You're losing out on improving other areas. Now, I always said that the Cardinals are a better team on paper than a 3-13 and team. I thought they were more like their roster's like an 8-8 eight and eight team. But I look at it where you draft a quarterback, you trade up from 15 to 10 to draft a quarterback, and then you give up on him after one year for a scheme that might not work. Like, you're wasting assets like that. You're missing out on possibly a great pass rusher in this draft. And you're chancing a system that hasn't worked in the NFL. I don't think he deserves that much power yet to, to do that. Just because he liked him in, in college and scouted him, whatever. I, I didn't like the whole way they did it. Just recycling quarterbacks. I don't think... I, I really don't think, even if Murray's a, a decent talent, just the whole concept does not look good for a franchise. Well, let me, let me be devil's advocate here. You look at what it looks like on paper. Rookie sensation, or college sensation, Baker Mayfield was projected to lead the Browns to 4-12. and 12. They finished 7-8-1. I, yeah, I'm surprised. They... The, with Baker Mayfield winning over the record of the most touchdowns thrown by a rookie in NFL history. I'm just surprised they did that just because of the schedule they had. That, their schedule last year was brutal. Brutal. It was a brutal schedule. And, I mean, this year it's looking even more fun. We have the Los Angeles Rams. We have the New England Patriots and Foxborough. We have Seattle. But those, the, those even games, but the NFC West as a whole has a lot of question marks. I think the NFC South is a lot better of a division, and they still won against Atlanta. They won against Carolina at the end of the season. Like they actually did better in that division than I thought. And the AFC West is normally very good too. And they, even though they lost to the Chargers, I think they hung tough and they hung tough with the Chiefs for a while too. So like they, they actually the quality of a play as a whole was really strong for a schedule that hard. Oh yeah, for sure. Yes. I agree. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break because I promised you I'd do this stupid list, and that's what I'm trying to do now, but everyone <laughs> keeps talking, and I'm, I'm zoning out at the same time. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, do you have any parting uh, – not parting, but uh, anything to say before we go to break, Alex? Alex? Not at all. All right, awesome. So we come back on the home stretch. We're breaking down quarterbacks. And um, this is going to be another guy that thinks I'm crazy, but I'll have to prove him that I'm not actually nuts, right? Maybe, maybe not. We'll see about that. All right. Well, he's going to think I'm nuts, literally. Next on the home stretch. You're you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And and, and now the baseball team. Little League. Fantasy League. We are back with the home stretch on, on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Hello, hello, welcome back to the home stretch. I am your host, Tyler Harrison, along with Speedy PD and our special guest, Alec from Big Play. Uh, one more time, Alec, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you guys at? You can check us out at bigplay underscore com. We also have a couple of live shows, the Big Play Podcast and the Big Play Reblog Cleveland Show. You can find that at Big Play Reblog. Perfect shot. Thing didn't fall. Whatever. So, buddy, um, I promised you my 32 quarterback list, and I did it. 
Let's get it going, then. Let's hear it. All right, Speedy, I'm assuming that you know what to do here. I am assuming that I didn't do it because uh, there was a caller, so I didn't know if it would interfere with his geez. audio. Now, is he going to say this his list with, with you, or you're going to do individual lists? Because um, I don't want to play the music over him because it might be hard to hear. True. All right, so screw the music. Um, what was I going to say just now? Uh, why don't we do number 32... Why don't we just do each number together? Is that all right? That sounds like a plan. All right. Who is your worst quarterback in football? Kyler Murray. Oh, damn. Well, I disagree. Highly. He's the best quarterback in football. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I also have to give a very big thank you to our NFL guy over at BigPlay.com, BigPlay Joe. He's one of our top guys. BigPlay Joe? All this knowledge. Our top guy, Big Clay Joe, Joe Grimm, one of our NFL writers. He's one of the top when it comes to NFL writing, and he knows his stuff really well. Absolutely. Um, my number 32 is Lamar Jackson. I, I don't see it at all. I, I just can't imagine that Baltimore is going to win with this experience. That's fair. That's, that's a fair analysis. I actually have him a little higher. Okay. Not by much. All right. Well, let's jump to number 31 then. Uh, who is your 31st best quarterback in all of football? You're going to hate me. Eli Uh-oh. Manning. Oh, no. Oh, that low? Oh, dear God. That low. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. If we were talking oh. about 2006, 2007, 2008, he would be top 10. He oh. is old. He is getting aged. He the old gunslinger is starting to lose bullets in the holster. He's starting to he is starting to regress very rapidly. And I and I, I understand you guys may not like the pick, but can you at least agree that he's starting to to regress? Yes, he is, but not to thirty one. I would say, like, if I would understand if you had him like twenty one, but thirty one, ugh, that's. That's a little harsh. Who's your 31 guy? I don't know. I wouldn't put him that low. My, my, we, I need a doctor. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. It's I, all right. It's all right. You, I, you, you couldn't, you couldn't possibly insult him as much as what happened at the end of the show yesterday, so. What happened yesterday? Do I want to know? Uh, no, it's a it's a joke that one of the new guys at our station didn't get, and he was so annoyed. <laughs> uh, I said we're in the end game now. Oh, uh, are you yep. kidding me? He didn't realize that. He did not realize it, and and he did the oh. uh, and he did the snap, and he still didn't get it. I oh. wanted to just say I am Iron Man and snap my fingers and just go to black. <laughs> It's the guy you had just mentioned, Kyler Murray. I, 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 I need water. I need water, Speedy. I need water. I'm afraid to ask who 30 is. If you have Eli at 31, I'm, I'm afraid. Dwayne Haskins. Oh wow, we agree. That that's literally the same spot. Well, I had Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins. Haskins is Dwayne Haskins going to start right away yeah, though? That's I, the I, I presume he will. All right. 
I mean, they do, 15, I don't think. I think Case Keenum's going to teach them, and that's about it. Let me also paraphrase this. I kind of did this very um, – I, I, I crossed my I's and dotted my T's. So what I did was I ranked them by division, like one through four, and then I re-ranked wow. each four as 32 through whatever 32 minus eight is, 22, 23. And then each three 24. from 24, and then from 23 to whatever that would be. So my list is going to be a little screwed up, but I, I mean, you have Eli 31, so it doesn't really matter to me anymore. But uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Eli Manning is the best quarterback in football. He's better than Patrick Mahomes. Oh, it, well, 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 calm down because he, Patrick Mahomes is not the best quarterback in football. We'll get into that later. Um, so, yeah, who would be number 29 for you, Mr. Alec? I have – this is where I have your 32nd best pick. This is where I have Lamar Jackson. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. I, I, I can't hit – he's still in the bottom. That's fine. I mean, as long as you didn't have him, like, in the top, I don't know, 25, I didn't really mind. 32 through 29 to me are all just going to get new jobs soon anyway. And you remember how I said you're going to think I'm nuts? Yep. Yeah, this this is probably where that starts to creep into your head. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm trying to think of what you thought of this guy. Me? Yeah. I don't think you're high on him either. Uh, he, he just went to the playoffs. I'll tell you that much. I think. Oh, I know who you're talking about if I'm not high on him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number 29, he's nothing but scheme fit, and if he – Lost his head coach tomorrow. He'd be probably the second worst quarterback in football. Mr. Mitch Trubinsky of the Chicago Bears. Oh, that's tough. That is so tough. You had a two-time Super Bowl champion, 31st. I'm not tough. I don't know. Mitch Trubinsky out of North Carolina, second year. He's done some pretty impressive shit this past year. With an offensive wizard at head coach. Right. Right. But he didn't have any pieces around him. Oh, gee, here we go. He didn't have any offensive pieces around him. So he's going to regress this year, then. The defense, oh, my God. That defense defense is elite. That defense is probably second or third on paper. Talent-wise, yeah, but they also did lose their defensive coordinator, too. Well. You know what's crazy? He lost Khalil Mack, but he's going to Von Miller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. That's, that's, a pretty yeah. Good, that's a pretty good replacement, I would say. Um, number 28, I hope we have the same guy. Joe Flacco. All right. He, I, I don't have him there, but I don't have him much higher than that. My 28 would be Nick Foles. Really? Big, big Nick there? What did you call him? Big Nick. Big Dick Nick. Oh. 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 I didn't even hear the, that. I, oh. The big Schlon Nick. Yeah, no, he's um, – yeah, no, he's – he's – he's – no, I, I like Nick Foles, but until I see how he does with little to no wide receiver help, I have right. to – that defense is going to win them 10 games next year, so it's not really about him. You want to go to number 27 or you've had enough? I'm going 27. We're, I'm, I'm committed. I'm oh, fully committed. Good. Okay, good. Number 27, 
Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um. Okay. Again, I don't have him much higher. Um. I, this is where again I I start to creep in to. You probably can guess who's here. Uh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's um, gonna you're, it's gonna drive you even more nuts than the last one if I know where he's going with this. He <laughs> he hates this team and he hates this quarterback. Twenty seven is Jameis Winston of Tampa Bay. Oh no, never mind. <laughs> no. Who'd you think it was? No. Oh, I know. I know. He'll probably be higher, but like you're gonna have him. Outside the top twenty, and I know who, I, who I'm ref- thinking of. Never mind. Okay. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, no, he's, yeah, he's. I, I. To be honest with you, he's lower on this list if Bruce Arians isn't his coach. Yes. So. Oh yeah. That that's the only reason really I raised him over Nick Foles and Trubinsky. Otherwise, they're both better than him. But if he can mature, he's a top fifteen quarterback. I think he's just really mature yeah. and can't be consistent. And turnover prone. Yes. All right, buddy. I'm waiting on you for 26. Number 26 is the best quarterback in this year's draft by the name of Josh Allen. He would, he Josh would. Allen's an edge rusher, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but he was the seventh overall pick. I, I was making the joke that you made earlier, my friend. Oh, you're I another one that steals my lines. <laughs> okay. I'm I, sorry, see. I, I see where I you're at. I your stick. Everyone steals my shtick. It, it's it's all right. I, I I'm not even mad at you. I'm not. I, I'm so used to this now. It's fine. The other putts I, I used to sit over there did it too. It's all right. Here's the thing. I'm not even trying to be a schmuck. It just worked perfectly. Nah, I, like, it, 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 I didn't say. I don't, I'm not calling you a schmuck. I'm calling the other guy a schmuck. But that. <laughs> I mean, if the shoe fits, I guess that's what they say, right? But anyway. I, I This is where I have the guy that you've had lower on this list, Joe Flacco. Uh, playoff Flacco is really the reason he's higher on my list. I, I trust him well, in playoff Denver games. Make it, though. That's the thing. They could. Uh, that's going to be hard. They could. That team isn't great. Stranger things have happened. That yeah. defense is still going to be a top 10 That defense. defense I think will be good, but I, I'm worried about everything else. This one may surprise you. At number 25, I have Andy Dalton of the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, one guy on this network loves you. <laughs> <laughs> no, he probably thinks 25 is too high. Yeah, he might. <laughs> he might. Uh, yeah. I, I disagree with you on Andy Dalton, sir, but I'll tell you why later. Uh, this is where uh, the edge rusher of Jacksonville appears on the list. I'm taking Josh Allen as well. And... If you're ready for number 24, I'll get back to you right now. Oh, dear. Shoot. The individual with the big schlong, Nick Foles. Okay. All right. The schlong master. I, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, so we're going to go from a big schlong to a big beard. This is where I have Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ah. Mm. You had him a little higher than I did. Just because he does play well, typically in his first year, and last year he played phenomenal. Like he was MVP of the league for like six weeks for a month. <laughs> so that's oh, yeah. that's not an easy feat. Um, and I do think that he's going to start most of the year over Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen would have been higher on this list, but whatever. I like Josh Rosen a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty three is where you think I'm insane, but. Let's, let's is this what I'm thinking first. of you're coming with now? No. 
Oh, okay. This, this individual is from right here in Eugene, Oregon, former Heisman Trophy winner, Marcus Mariota. Really? Yeah, he's very injury-prone. He, he's been injured a lot this year. No, I agree. Is that why he's that low? For the most part, yeah. Okay. Because I, I looked at this as far as I took things like that into consideration too. But really, I, I like Mariota. He's not much higher on my list, but I like him a lot. Don't get me wrong. I'm at the University of Oregon. This is Marcus Mariota land. Right. Right. Mariota or Herbert? Who's love more? Who's love more, Herbert or Mariota? Oh, that's tough. That is very tough. 51-49, Mariota. Whew. Landslide. Mm-hmm. It's by two. It's, it's a split. Oh, you said 51-49. Yeah. Oh. Yep, 5-1-4-9. Oh, okay. Not 1-5-9-4? <laughs> nope. All right. All right. Just want to make sure my uh, my ears were listening. Um. <clears throat> This guy is probably close to 10 on your list. I don't like him. Here it comes. No, it's not who you think. It's not the one I'm thinking of either? No. Wow. It's not even the guy that you probably would agree with me on either. Um, and This is the guy that was in the playoffs as well. Uh, this is the guy that made it pretty well in the playoffs last year. Hell, he... Probably was in the most important game of the year. Jared Goff, Los Angeles Rams. I really not a fan. Not a fan. Very Todd Gurley based. Very very. And the guy above him is very similar, but that guy won't lose me football games. Jared Goff will lose me a football game. Uh, His arm. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like that. I have a little bit higher. You'll you'll. You may not agree with where I have them. Uh-oh. But number 22, I'm kind of hoping where you're on the same page. Number 22, out of the University of Southern Carolina, draft pick number three by the New York Jets, Sam Darnold. California, not Carolina. <laughs> That's what I meant. Oh. <laughs> don't, don't, insult our, don't insult our guests, Speedy. <laughs> I'm sorry. We, we just let him talk recently. He's not really... He's not really trained yet. It's we'll we'll work on it. Did you go to the bathroom? What they play games does to me all the time. I'm not allowed to speak, and even if I am, it's like, hey guys, I said, shut up, Alex. Okay. Did you go to your? Did you go on the wee wee pad over there? Oh my god, what is wrong? Don't turn into Errol now. But um, no, I actually no, I I don't have Sam Donald. Sam Donald again. Um, not much higher on my list. He is higher because, again, of the one and two and the the ranking of division quarterbacks. Um, 22 to me is Dak Prescott. Dallas. Wow. Mississippi State. I, I, again, he's not going to win you football games. He doesn't really have great over-the-top ability. He's very he's quietly a very good mobile quarterback. The problem is is that he just really doesn't have the talent to win football games. And if Zeke left, let's just be honest, Dallas would be third or fourth in that division, depending on where the Giants finished. Oh yeah, for sure. 
So that that's where I so, have Dak. For number 21, this is someone you had recently mentioned a little bit lower, Jameis Winston. Ooh. Oh, God. James Winston's above Eli. I don't feel well. <laughs> oh, God. I can't breathe. Oh, God. A big, a big, oh, big play, Dave. I need your help. I need your guidance. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to deal with this kid. <laughs> I know it's the millennial side of him, but I, uh, boy. <laughs> oh, my heart hurts. All right. Um, this is where your guy is. Oh, um, here it comes. So he's le- gonna he's gonna really shock you with this one. I, I, now let me let me just say this. To to me, to be if, a top if twenty. Say, if you say what I think you're about to say, and if you name who I think you're about to name, I'm gonna be heartbroken. NFC or AFC? Go ahead. No, no. Are you thinking it's an NFC guy or an AFC guy? I think it's AFC. No. No, it's, it's not. not. No, it's not. No. Oh, okay, thank God. No. Um, they do have a cool song named after them, though. Tiny people, purple leaders. Mm-hmm. No? All right, whatever. Screw it. I can't sing it anyway. I don't really give a rip. <laughs> but um, 21, to me, if you can't beat good teams, you should be lower on this list. But he fills up a stat sheet. Most people are enamored by it. I don't get it. Um, he also sucks at the red zone. 21, Kirk Cousins. I think he's highly overrated. I do. Sorry. And he also thinks the Vikings will be 5-11 and 11 this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Every year you see a team go backwards. There's no reason the Vikings will that be. Was that was last year. No, no, they didn't go backwards last year. They, they yes, had a, they did. They had a mental lapse. You're a mental lapse. <laughs> they always do when they have that high of pressure. It's the history of the Minnesota Vikings. Right, and there's no pressure now. Right. Not as much. They're not as favored this year. Mm. G- give us, give so, us your twenty, Alec, before he speaks again. He's not 20, used to being quiet. From the Oakland Raiders, soon to be Las Vegas Raiders, Derek Carr. Oh my God. Hmm. Interesting. Oh dear. He just got a very, 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 very dangerous offensive weapon. And he's also 20 for that? Cancer, but in, in fundamental right, he just got a very dangerous weapon in Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. And he's 20 for that. Generally, players go up when they get more weapons. But he did not have that good of a year last year. He had a career high in yards. He also threw in a shot, just like every like, five plays. They were behind in the game a lot. He was probably throwing more desperate throws. The Raiders were getting blown out every game in the first I, half of the season. I, I can't feel my arms or my legs. I'm oh my. I did, I I need I need to, I need I need one of the big play guys to just let me know if this is a joke. I feel like I'm being. I feel like this is a version of punked, like the radio edition. Like yeah. Somebody's gonna come through the door and be like, "Yeah, no, this is real list." I was like, "Okay." Eli's second. Oh, okay. That's a little high, but I understand. <laughs> um, number 20 to me is a guy that you mentioned before, uh, Marcus Mariota. I do think if he stays healthy, he jumps up this list. But because of injury history and not being consistently good, he does have to fall down somewhere. So I, I agree that he shouldn't be any higher than 2019. Well, maybe. He finally has a skill player to help him. Well, yes. Yes. 
I think that's Jack so Hughes. They're finally showing. You guys ready for nineteen here? Uh, yep. Mine's a number doozy. Number nineteen, alma mater of Menor High School, which actually my, which my alma mater head coach coached this gentleman. Second overall pick out of the University of North Carolina and quarterback for the Chicago Bears, Mitchell Trubisky. Ooh. He had a terrific season. Well, no, agreed. He had a really good season. In comparison to his rookie season, he made leaps and bounds. He did. He did. I, I don't argue that, but I just think it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. And I also think it was all in like a lot of particular games, and there were other games he was just meh. Not really anything. That's fair enough. Who do you got, Tyler? <sighs> Grab a chair. Are you sitting? I am sitting. Okay, good. Stand up. <laughs> now sit back down and get prepared. Um, first of all, let me say this. Um, we, I think, no, we mentioned the word cancer before. Um, that plays a role in this. Age plays a role in this. And the fact that, personally, I think he's just going to fall off a cliff. And it's a guy we mentioned before. Um, he lost Antonio Brown, and he doesn't really have a weapon to step up and play this year. Number 19 from the U of Ohio, Mr. Big Ben Roethlisberger. As a Browns fan, I commend you. Thank you. Oh, you're going to love me later. You're going to love me later. Yes, I will. But as a general aspect, I have him a little bit higher up in the draft. Or up in the list. That's, I can't believe you have Big Ben that much higher than Eli. I'm sorry, man. No, I, I just – I think I, if, I had to, if I had to redraft that draft today, I would still take those three guys in that order. I would take Eli first, River second, and Big Ben third. Is that with bias? Is no, not at all. I, Eli, Eli is a quiet leader that will go out there and win me a football game, and if he makes a mistake, chances are he was to win the football game. Phillip Rivers is probably the most skilled, but I haven't seen Phillip Rivers play in the Super Bowl, so that gives Eli an edge there. And Big Ben, to me, is just more trouble than good. And he doesn't know where to put his penis, and the other two do. Fair enough. But number 18... 18. I have a man who has revolutionized the dab in the NFL. Known as Superman and a product out of the University of Auburn. Signal hmm. card for the Carolina Panthers, Cam Newton. Wow, that low. Hmm. No, I, I, I kind of agree with him. Really? Yeah, that's I where I love Cam. More. I do love Cam. I do, I do, I do. He's, he's a great character. He gets injured a lot. That. Yep. If he, it, and he's hurt now. Like, he yep. still, I don't think, has thrown a football. So, so you're just worried about that, the drop-off? He's in that category with Kyler Murray and Colin Kaepernick. He's a Ooh. mobile quarterback. He, he's, yeah, but he has better throwing, he has better throwing better skills than that. Than the other two. Yeah, he's got better throwing right, skills than that. Right, that's fair enough. Uh, my 18 is actually a guy that I just mentioned not too long ago. I am uh, going to take Phillip Rivers. I think that he's just aging. And, again, he's the third-best quarterback to me out of that division, so that makes him drop a little bit lower. Um, 
unfortunately, I do think that uh, they will figure it out. But until then, oh, you're gonna think you're gonna think I'm absolutely nuts. Oh, well, I'm I do already. You had Eli, the second worst quarterback in football. So. He's, gonna, he's gonna have Philip Rivers <laughs> at five or something like that. Oh God, do I have to prepare for this? Number seventeen. Numbers, You're starting to scare seven. me because I don't. I haven't heard Dak's name yet. You will. You will there. Number seventeen, known for saying "frick" a lot, and the man who screams and I quote, "You like that?" You don't call her for seven Vikings for cousins. You like that? <laughs> you like that? Exactly. I think I just blew out Speedy's eardrums. Can no, you, you hear me still? <laughs> no, you did not blow out my eardrums. Okay. Damn. No, I think I think with the weapons that he has around him, Stephon James, Mister and Mister Reliable himself, Adam Thielen, he's he <laughs> who? <has a> <laughs> very, 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 very good Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> FYI, Wait, you're talking you're you're talking to the number who? one hater of Adam Thielen. <laughs> He's a knockoff Julian Edelman. And no one gives but Julian Edelman any credit, so I'm not going to give Adam Thielen any credit. Fair enough. That's all. 17 is Cam Newton. He's a dual-threat quarterback, injury history. I'm kind of curious where your list is going. That's why I'm not talking as much. I, I Number 16, sir. Number 16, former prodigy of one Tom Brady. No. <laughs> no. 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 That's his boy. No. 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 There's no way on my show you have the unmitigated gall to put Jimmy G behind Dak Prescott and Jared Goff and Jared Goff. Oh my God. No. Hang up on him. On a stupid play, too. Yes. When he got traded? Are you kidding me? He was throwing bombs. He was showing everybody that the Patriots messed up in trading his ass. I, 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 I can't speak. <laughs> you're, you're, you're lucky I like you. I... I, I, oh my. Jimmy well, G's behind well, we that. Can for over on Slice New York beat now. I, I, no, you owe me a shot of Jack, is what you owe me for this. My, <laughs> my heart hurts. My head Drink hurts. Uh, regular's fine. I'll still take the pizza, though, because New York pizza's phenomenal, but. I, I, I'm, in, I'm, spe- you made me speechless. It's very rare I'm speechless. Have I ever been speechless? <laughs> I don't think I have. Uh, I'm sure you have, but I, 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 mm, 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 this is like saying Kobe's worse than LeBron. I, I'm in shock. Oh, uh, that's a tough one. I, I, oh, I, um, uh, oh, Jimmy G's Who's behind Dak Prescott. Let's get you talking right. again. Dak, Dak, Dak is above Jimmy G. I'm, oh, oh my. I, I'm gonna go home and drink heavily. Uh, 16, 16 to me is Andy Dalton. I, I really, I'm really hoping Dak's name is next. I hope so. Um, no, but there's another person there that is next that you just mentioned. 
Uh, he did really well in the playoffs. Shook the bed in the biggest game of his life. Well, it shouldn't Jared have been Goff. there in the first place, but okay. Right. So, Jared Goff's above Jimmy G, too. Oh, God. 5-1. Yeah, all right. That's fair. Um, I mean, you my, look at the, the my, game against Kansas City. They combined for over, I think, 700 passing yards or something like that. Mm-hmm. All right. But yeah, but Todd Gurley ran for like damn near 300 yards. Not in that game. He struggled in that game. He had like 64 yards. Shut up, Speedy. (laughs) 15 again. I had to. I cross-referenced these. He's the second best quarterback in the AFC East. And with Le'Veon Bell at his disposal, maybe he makes me look like a genius. But Sam Darnold is 15. Sam Donald at 15. Okay, I can see that. I, I mean, you ha- I get, I, I, I'm Jimmy G's behind Dak Prescott. I'm in shock. And yes, you're going to hear this till we end the show. That is perfectly fine by me. <laughs> Number 14. A guy that is, in my opinion, a little bit underrated. We're getting this to the top 15 now. So this is where things get hot and heavy. Yes. Number 15, or number 14, excuse me, out of the Detroit Lions, Matt Stafford. I agree. He's underrated. I agree. Phenomenal talent. I agree. Um, number 14 but for me. He still, but he still wouldn't instantly change the Saints offense and make them the same they are, same way they yeah, are. Yeah, well, I, that's not me they, that said that. No, I, I, no I, wasn't, I wasn't saying no, you were saying I, I know, but we, we have a guest who doesn't know what Errol's craziness is. So. <laughs> um, number 14 is um, a guy that's been said by you um, quite a while ago. Uh, he is officially the second worst quarterback, according to you, in all of football, Mister uh, Old Man Rivers, Eli Manning. Really, you have him at fourteen. He's the second best He's quarterback in the NFC East. He's the second best quarterback in the NFC East, and he's the best quarterback in New York. I could not have him below Sam Darnold, and I cannot have him okay, yeah, I, I, behind. I, be I, I cannot see him behind Dak. I cannot see him behind. Any Redskin quarterback. Yeah, and I can't I, I see think, him. The only quarterback in that division definitively better is Carson Wentz. I just put Eli Manning above every other NFC quarterback. What happened? I think that's the only reason your heart's broken is because I put it, I put Eli Manning below every other NFC quarterback. Mostly Dak. I, I, I mean, mostly Dak. I think Dak's overrated. I and I, I really... Uh, listen, you're starting to really scare me here because we're at damn near 10 and Dak Prescott is still not mentioned. Are you sure about that? Because at number 13, oh, thank I God. have the man himself, Dak Prescott. He's about 10 spots too high, but thank God. <laughs> <laughs> if you would have had him at 10, I don't know. I, uh, I, I mean, I have chest pain now. If he would have been 10, I... Don't worry. When, when Jimmy G's at 6, you'll probably have the same thing. <laughs> No, Jimmy G's oh, yeah. not at six. Oh, yeah. Fine, four. Why, why don't you? He's not at four either. Why don't you pipe down over there, all right? Why don't you worry about Daniel Jones and sit down? Oh, God. <laughs> not Daniel Jones. Right. Uh. Okay. All right. Yeah. How do you like that? Huh? Do you like that? 
But you don't like that guy that said yeah, that. So no, I don't. I don't. But it, it's fitting. So number 13 is the guy you think I have at six or four or three or two or whatever it is. The beautiful Jimmy G himself. I mean, I wish he was. I mean, he should be hired. He's always with fucking porn stars or whatnot. And that is a penalty. How? It isn't. You just. That's fine because he's doing other things. You want to talk about Big Dick Nick? Maybe we need to talk about Big Schlong Jimmy. (laughs) Big Jimmy is not just a nickname, it's a lifestyle. And Jimmy Garoppolo, if you ever hear this, I do want I do want royalty checks for when you claim that nickname. <laughs> oh, nice work. Nice Thank you. Work. Thank you. I try. I don't know if this is. I don't actually know legally if I'd get anything, but it's always nice to Probably know. Probably not. Probably you not. You put the effort there. I tried. A for effort. I'll live I'll, with it. I'll give you a nice participation ribbon. I'll send it to you in the mail. Oh, thank you. I mean, you're the guy that's in Sports Illustrated, so I really, I mean. What the hell do I know? At number 12, former Clemson quarterback, the one who single-handedly took out the army of Nick Saban with one magical pass. Signal caller out of Houston, Texas, Deshaun Watson. I I agree. He's That's pretty much where I have him. Um, I have a guy that I think you're really, really too low on. Derek Carr is a phenomenal quarterback, and he's tough, and he wins football games, and he's a great comeback quarterback. That is not easy to find in the NFL. And Derek Carr does a lot with a lot that does not have talent. Now he's going to have talent. I think Derek Carr is going to have a great year this year. I think you need to watch Derek Carr closely this year. Yeah, that is if Antonio Brown doesn't push his ass away. That's cancer. Well... True. That, that's a valid point. That's a very valid point. But I think Derek Carr ha- will lead the locker room. There's other guys that have been there that should steer Antonio Brown straight. At number 11, if you guys are ready for it. Oh, I, I, I was born ready, but you're making me want to see, like, caution lights. <laughs> we have former University of Miami of Ohio standout quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben Wait, you had Big Ben in front of Jimmy Garoppolo too? I did. Oh God, he had Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, I understand why Big Dave doesn't let you talk that much. I understand. <laughs> I get it now. It's 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 becoming clearer to me. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, okay. All right. Uh, number 11 is the Clemson quarterback you had mentioned before, Deshaun Watson. Uh, our number 10s are pretty much going to be the same guys, so the ordering here should be interesting. Um, uh, now, obviously, I know who your the different guy would be because I know who I have, and you didn't. So who would be your number 10? I'm going to have to buy you a whole damn Sicilian pie of Miriam over in Comac for this. My number 10 quarterback is Carson Wentz. All right. No, that's fair. That's fair. I, 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 he, talent, the talent is there. Um, in the injury history, I get why you put him that low. 
Uh, I'm kind of assuming that he's going to be healthy. Uh, my number 10 is a guy that you mentioned before. He's an extremely underrated quarterback. Quite frankly, if I had to pick this guy in his division, I think he's the best quarterback now in this division. Everyone else disagrees with me, so I don't really bring it up. But I would take him over the guy that's going to be on this list later. But, I mean, to me, I would build a team with Matt Stafford before I build it around Aaron Rodgers, but Matt Stafford's at 10. Fair enough. And now we basically have the same nine guys. Number nine. Former Lake Travis High School quarterback. Former walk-on at Texas Tech. Former walk-on at the University of Oklahoma. I agree. Turned into a Heisman Trophy winner. Turned into the first overall pick that landed gracefully into my heart of the Cleveland Browns signal caller, Baker Reagan Mayfield. Baker's a dozen. I don't have Baker at nine. You don't? I don't. I like that. I like you a lot. Oh, thank you. I'll I'll get you another shot just for it. Oh, thank you. Good, good, good. Um, Legally speaking, I don't know how you're going to do that, but all right, good. Um, I'll figure it out. All right, awesome. Number nine is a guy that I like a lot. Um, I do think he's going to start regressing just because the offensive lines get starting to get put together now. Your running back's coming off a big injury. You really have a good receiving core. But I think you'll see him start to come back down to earth a little bit. Um, A guy that played well in the Super Bowl until most people unfairly say Kyle Shanahan lost it. But number nine is none other than Matty Ice, Matt Ryan. Mm -hmm. I think he's just going to start to regress. He's been good for 10 years. Generally speaking, you start to regress at some point. That's, that's fair. At number eight, I actually have the man you just spoke about, Mr. Matty Ice himself, Matt Ryan. All right. Good. I, I, I mean, number eight is the guy you just mentioned, and I said he's the – this kid, to me, is the younger, more – I don't want to say more athletic, but the more mobile version of Drew Brees, um, Baker Baker. Baker Mayfield, I think that this year he's going to really stamp himself as the best quarterback in that draft, and I think, quite frankly, he's going to become a top-five quarterback in the AFC. And that doesn't seem like a small feat, but if you count the guys in the AFC, you could really make an argument the AFC had the best five, notwithstanding. But I think Baker Mayfield's going to absolutely have a monster year. Fair enough. At number seven, former Wisconsin standout. And this past offseason, he got paid. No. He made a lot of sentiments. No. Very quickly. No. Seven, no, no, no. Oh, no. He just lost his great wide receiver, Doug Baldwin. No. Other than that, all he really has no. is Tyler Lockett. I no. don't know who else think he has. No. Besides DK Metcalf, who's unproven. No. A very strange fit in that offense, too. I don't know. We'll see. No. It's when has Russell Wilson ever had a premier wide receiver? What happened? The second best wide receiver that I know of, DK Metcalf, has a worse agility score than Tom fucking Brady. 
I mean, but that's fine, but Russell Wilson's never had that big-time receiver. Agreed. Not until Russell Wilson made him one. Yeah, and even he's been very streaky as well. He is looks like he's always great stat-wise, but a lot of it is in like five or six games, and he's non-existent for the rest. And I do agree with him to the extent where Russell Wilson really did make him because he was an undrafted guy. He was he's he's fast, but he's not overly quick. Like there's a lot of things with Baldwin skill-wise that aren't top-notch when it comes to a wide receiver. My seven's a guy you mentioned before, um, Carson Wentz out of Philly. The kid's got all the talent in the world. He would have won an MVP if he doesn't get hurt. Um, Without a shadow of a doubt. He did get hurt ultimately, and Tom Brady made a good case for it because the NFL screwed him a year before. So, fair about played 12 games. (laughs) Who? Brady. Tom Brady was the best player in football, though, when he came back. I don't care. Yeah, but those missing games hurt. And he should have never missed a snap. For this one, stand up and sit back down. Make sure you have water because I know you're going to pass out. <laughs> Uh-oh. No. We are the three guys and the famous draft class. We talked about them. Eli Manning, Ted Roethlisberger, no. and my number six pick, Philip Rivers. Really? <sighs> Over Jimmy G? <laughs> the problem over Jimmy, over Jimmy G is the problem here and, and now well well right but right I have I actually have I have three qualms with this um Phil Rivers should not be over Baker Mayfield I'm surprised you did that Phil Rivers should not be over Jimmy G and most importantly Phil Rivers shouldn't be over Russell Wilson buddy not at all. I mean, that's fair. That is very fair. I mean, you're not junior, so we'll. I'll. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let that slide because my number six is also probably gonna be a doozy. He's an MVP in football. And what? what? He's an MVP. Really? Yeah. He's on the cover of the new Madden coming out. Patrick Mahomes, to me, is six. You can't lose all the weapons he's going to lose. Tyreek Hill will not play a game this year. Kareem Hunt's already gone. Uh, Sammy Watkins is not. Tyreek Hill should not not only be able to play another game this year. He shouldn't be able to play another game in his life. Well, right, but ultimately the NFL's not going to do that. Kareem Hunt got eight games. So, let's just call it spade a spade. He'll probably get eight games. Well, no, Adrian Peterson lost a year, right? He, yeah, he was suspended indefinitely. So, right. Ended up losing a year, and I think the first four games or something of the next year, too. And this is the difference between Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson wasn't being malicious. Adrian Peterson was just being disciplinarian, which in this country No, now he was being getting... malicious, too. He was. Yeah? Yeah, he I, was. He was. I, mm, I don't. I, I, I view things a little bit different, but to me, Adrian Peterson really didn't deserve a year. But uh, I, Tyreek Hill is going to get no more than what Adrian Peterson got. And I'll unfortunately, he'll be in the league. What happened? I'll be surprised if he doesn't get more. 
I mean, the ta- I mean the Adrian Peterson tapes were not as bad as Tyreek Hill's tapes, but I mean the NFL is just not there. The yeah. NFL is just not. They they're not a good run organization. I, I it's weird to say that billion dollar industry is a bad run organization, but that's just where we're at. Right. Unfortunately. And we're well. Here we go again. We're in the end game now. We've got five left. And Speedy did the snap. So we're going to start vanishing soon. I'm afraid to even ask who number five is for you. I feel like I'm going to have a stroke, but uh, here we go, man. Who's your number five? Had a hell of a year last year. Uh Uh-oh. Came out of New Orleans. No. Oh boy! No, 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 no. I think he might faint. No, 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 he didn't. No way, Jose. Who did he just say? I just said Drew Brees. Your boy. Oh, Drew Brees is Tyler's boy. He's a Saints fan. I should have put him at 31 and put Baker at number two. God. I think he would have left and, like, (laughs) threw something. Maybe we would have traveled. Maybe we would have traveled to your show and threw something if you did that. (laughs) Well, well, uh, let me tell you, Eli Eli at 31 gave me part. If you want to kill me, you put Drew Brees at 31. Uh, That's where that goes. I... Drew Brees at five. Well, though, I mean, the fact that you'd have Dak over Drew Brees would just drive me up a wall. I, I'd hang up on you. I, I don't mean to be rude, but I would, I, for my own, my own sanity and my own health, I would, I'd hang up on you. I, 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 I you know what? Mike Guido calls me to lose so much hair. I can't lose anymore. I just can't. Uh, Number five is a guy that you, well, I know you have higher, and it's interesting that number five for you. uh, I want to ask, is your number one in the NFC or the AFC? AFC. Oh, interesting. Number five to me is the guy that I kind of mentioned before when I talked about Matt Stafford. Number five is Aaron Rodgers. He's a cancer. Um, However, he does. His stats are very misleading. However... The eye test tells you he's that damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, the way he moves a football is very unique. I'll give him that. The ball bends when he throws it. it it's it it is a magical thing. It's a magical thing to watch him throw a football. The problem though I have with Aaron Rodgers, and which is why I would have him lower on this list. The the everyone praises his touchdown to interception ratio twenty eight and two thirty five and six. Uh, you know, whatever else he's done. The reason he doesn't throw interceptions isn't because Aaron Rodgers just never makes a bad decision. Aaron Rodgers hates Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be resembling to Brett Favre. And Aaron Rodgers would rather take an ill-advised sack than make that 50-50 throw just out of spite of not liking Brett Favre. So, to me... All those things combined, he can't be sniffing much higher than five. I'd have him lower personally. 
but out of the fact that I don't want to think, I don't want you to think I'm completely out of my mind. I put Aaron Rodgers at five because most people do presume he's the best quarterback in football. If I had him ten, I think most people would give me a stroke. And if I had Baker above Aaron Rodgers, everyone would call me an idiot. So, fair enough. Number four, he he was out for a little bit with a shoulder injury, and you know he gets to play some playoff football, which was stinking awesome. Signal caller for the Indianapolis Colts, formerly out of Stanford, Andrew Luck. All right, fair. Uh, my Ford's the guy you mentioned before, Russell Wilson. I think he's the best dual threat quarterback in football. He does so much with less. It's not even funny. And I, he, you are right about one thing. He did get paid this offseason, and quite frankly, Seattle had no choice. Had no choice at all. Mm-hmm. So, again. There was absolutely no excuse. None. Um, I actually was hoping he'd come to the Giants, but whatever. Uh, so, we're in the top three now. You're starting to scare me, Alec. You're starting to scare me. Who's your number three? The third best quarterback in football has six. Quarterback out of the University of Michigan. No. Former low-rated pick. No. Turned into one of arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. No, he is the greatest quarterback of all time. You're not going to put him third, are you? I am putting Tom Brady at Oh, my. He's a Saints fan. He's a Saints fan. He's the greatest quarterback in the world. Come on. I'll, he, I'll even admit it. Tom Brady, he, he's phenomenal. There will never be a Tom Brady ever again. No. There won't. To me, he's past Montana. To me, he passed Montana years ago. That comeback against Atlanta cemented him as the greatest of all time. Whatever he does from now is just icing on the cake. I, I can agree with that. But he's not – I don't think he's the greatest for this season. I don't think he's the top no. quarterback. No, no, no. I, I agree. I agree with you there. I, I don't think he's the top quarterback either. But me and you are going to have a fight in about five minutes. Uh, number, th- <laughs> number, three is, number three is the guy that you mentioned before, Andrew Luck. He does so much. With so, and I know that this is where the top five really do – well, top four really show their worth because they do the most with the least. The team's built around them. Andrew Luck leaves Indianapolis. They go 0-16. Um, so you're right about that. Personally, Andrew Luck probably isn't better than Russell Wilson either. But as far as a quarterback goes and cerebralness and throw, making all the throws, Andrew Luck is cream of the crop. So uh, that's a little bit of a nitpick. And if I had to win a playoff game, I'd probably pick Wilson. But the talent for Andrew Luck is through the roof, and he has a little bit more help. But Andrew Luck's playoff woes have really only been against the Patriots. Well, right. He dominates every other team. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, you're right. Well, Kansas City last year dominated him pretty good. Yeah, but that and was that was a bad defense. That yeah, but that was also circumstantial with the snow too. Sure. I don't. I mean, he did struggle, but I don't think. I think there were other guys that struggled too. It wasn't just him. And now let let's just let. And this is where this is where because I know who your two are, and you know who my two are just by process of elimination. I don't. I, obviously, we're gonna do two, then one. I'm. Going to have to debate you though on who one is. I have to. 
I wouldn't be doing That's myself. Fine. I'd be not doing myself a service if I just let you insult number one like that. That's fine. All right. Who's number My two number for you? My number two. My number two. Successor the the great Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. Oh wow. I thought I had it flip flopped. Okay. He said it was AFC number one. Oh, oh, oh. I did say it he was did, AFC. He did. Listen, my, I have short-term memory loss. What do you want me to tell you? I took a lot of cross balls to the head, and everyone thinks I'm kidding. Oh, I'm not. But don't worry. You always will have the flashback that he had Dak above Jimmy G. Oh. Hey, Tyler, we both played lacrosse, so what do you want? We have a commonality. Look at that. Where'd you play? I played in, I played in Cleveland. No, no, I mean like position-wise. Oh, attack. Me too. Get the fuck out of here. Get yes, I will not get the fuck out of here, but that's fine. <laughs> I played attack. They wanted me to play midi. I started playing midi for like, I don't know, I'd say like it was during a tournament. I did it for a game and a half. I said, I'm not running anymore. I'm going back to attack. They said, okay, fine. Then they wanted to give me a long pole. I said, absolutely not. And that that's awesome. A lacrosse guy. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? A lacrosse right. guy. Right. Lacrosse outside of Long Island is like few and far between, so it's right. really, really, right. really uncommon. Mm-hmm. And especially it's outside of the Great Lakes, it's nothing. It's pretty big in Ohio. Really? Yeah. Yeah, there's like certain spots in the Midwest that, that are like It's that. funny because every time I go to the final, first of all, the final four is every year is on the East Coast. Every year. It's right. either it's New England. I went to Gillette for it. Baltimore has it a lot. Um, Baltimore, Virginia. That I know Virginia. Indianapolis holds it. I I know there's spots in Virginia that are big with lacrosse too. Well, Virginia's a, Virginia, Duke, um, Maryland, right. John Hopkins. They're yeah, all yep. they're all Final Four. Mm-hmm. They're all Final Four savants. Uh, to get back to this list, you mentioned him obviously before. Um, he's the greatest quarterback career ever assembled. Um, I don't care if he has Bill Belichick or not. Uh, his quick release is New England's offense. Nikhil Harry, I think, is going to fit in fine. I don't care if they replace Gronk. Quite frankly, I think Gronk's going to come back, honestly, but that's fine. Um, I, I kind of want to get to this number one debate just because it's almost 1030. I don't know when your bedtime is, and I don't want to get blamed for any kind of wrongdoing. <laughs> it's a Friday night, and I'm in college. I don't give a shit. Oh! <laughs> Mom and Pop, watch out! <laughs> number two, I've got think you have Tom Brady. Yes. You already said that, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's fair enough. It, it's funny number, you. Uh, it's funny your number, number one, one is who it is. Very ironic. Former Texas Tech quarterback. Mm-hmm. The revolutionary sidearm throw. The revolutionary no look throw. Oh, stop. The cover he did it once. For Madden 2020. And the 28th. 19 NFL most valuable player, Patrick Mahomes. All right. And ironically, the MVP that the NFL gave it to is Patrick Mahomes. 
And the guy I thought who should have won MVP and is number one on my list and is the greatest pure thrower of a football we've ever seen, Drew Brees. I have to ask how you had that, how you had Mahomes higher than Drew Brees just simply because Patrick Mahomes leaves, Andy Reid plugs in somebody else. If Drew, when Drew Brees retires from New Orleans, Sean Payton has to find a new offense. I feel like Patrick Mahomes revolutionized the, the spread offense. That, you know, Baker Mayfield has a spread offense. Based, his offense is based off of Kansas City's offense. Based off of, he's plugging into an offensive system where you're throwing to seven, eight, nine different guys in a single game. There's no distinguishable number one wide receiver, where in New Orleans, you knew who Drew Brees was going to throw to, Michael Thomas, every single damn time. And that's not true. Drew Brees. No, Drew that's Brees. not true at all. In Kansas City, you didn't know who, who uh, Patrick Mahomes was going to throw to. That's the, that's the best part about it. You it mean based on his throwing motion? one of his receivers dangerous, and in turn, it makes Patrick Mahomes that much more dangerous. Are you judging that based on throwing motion? I'm judging it based off of his ability to pick apart defenses based off oh, of the okay. receivers. All right. I, I I must admit you've broken my heart a lot tonight. This one this one might be this might be the icing on the cake though. I can't Drew Brees, first of all. Is why guys like Baker Mayfield, guys like Kyler Murray, guys like Russell Wilson even get a shot in the league. Pat Mahomes has, he probably has the second or greatest arm the NFL's ever seen. I get it. I completely get it. He's accurate to all parts of the field. He can throw it wherever he wants. And if there's a receiver fast enough, he could probably just throw it 80 yards and be a touchdown in one play every drive. How he played in the playoffs concerns me and how he played against primetime games he didn't strive in. I'm sorry. I'm holding that against him. Yes, when he ties the game every time and then his defense blows it. Yeah, okay. He didn't play great against the Patriots. Yes, he did. in the first game he, he played. No, I'm talking about the playoff game. All right, he, he struggled in the great. first half and then had a phenomenal second half. Oh, wait, tied the game after the Patriots took the lead with 52 seconds left. If that's not great for a kid, I don't know what is. Tom Brady would have won the football game. He did win the football game, but right. that, but Drew again. Drew Brees would have won the football game. Yeah, you're but, acting like I have him eighth. I have him sixth. Yeah, but I have him behind right, but, guys. But you're outside not going to time games. All is, the other four guys would have won that football game. Yeah, but. The circumstances still say that. You can't just automatically say that it's just because it's that quarterback. Patrick Mahomes did what he had to do in that particular situation. Down, what, 31-28? He drove down the field to, to get in the field goal range, and the kicker tied the game. Again, against the Patriots the first time, he tied the game. Then Brady just drove them down back. Like, sometimes the situational circumstances matter. It's not just who the quarterback is. No, Every primetime game so far, and even the one against the Seahawks, he came back and at least got to the, when they were down 10, at least got to the 30-31 and give him a chance for the onside kick. He didn't play bad in any of those. Here's the thing, though. I just looked this up. 
You know, they should have lost that game against New England in the, pit, in the playoffs because literally New England had the ball for 43 minutes and 59 seconds. Kansas right. City had it 20 minutes and 53 seconds. Right, they, and, and they had it almost the whole first half. That was insane. The amount, Patrick, the amount of things Patrick Mahomes did in that short amount of time, not even 21 minutes, like half of the time right. that the Patriots had the ball, Incredible. Mm-hmm. Very valid point. I'm not saying he's not a top talent. He's an amazing talent, and he is one of the best quarterbacks in football, and he's only going to get better. But when you're talking about the best positionally, you need to start splitting hairs, and that's my hair. Aaron Rod- He. I'll even say this. I'll put him above Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers in Kansas City probably doesn't win that game either. But I will have more faith in Wilson, Luck, Brady, or Breeze with that team in any situation to pull out a win. Patrick Mahomes didn't win that football game. Sorry. It's not holding anything against the kid. I'm splitting hairs. That's my hair. I'm splitting. I, you know what? That's, a, that's also a very fair argument as well. I, I mean, I don't know how the big play guys do it, but winning means winning means more to me. I'm one of the rare guys, I'll tell you this right now. If I was still the GM and I was Ozzie Newsom of the Baltimore Ravens, I would cut Lamar Jackson today. I would call the New York Mets and I would say, I want Timis Tebow as my quarterback today. Timis? T- I don't know. Timmy? I don't know. Tim Tebow? I, Tim Tebow should absolutely be starting. You know why? He wins football games. I don't care if he goes 9 for 22. He wins football games. Meaningful How football long games. Um, I think it's 13, 14. Yeah, because I know he went Patriots, to New England. The Patriots gave him a tryout. He was the last cut guy. No, but no, the Eagles gave him a tryout when Chip Kelly was there after that. So I think it was twenty fifteen or something like that. It was the last time. All I know is that if I'm rolling with somebody and they can't throw a football, and they have to be mobile, I want them to be gritty, tough, and win football games. That's what Tim Tebow does. It's hard for somebody to sit on a national podium, damn near crying, saying there will be nobody in the country that plays better than me in this team for the next five weeks, gets up, walks away, and that team plays ten times better than they played all year, Goes on, wins a Heisman, and wins a national championship. Nobody could do that except Tim Tebow. To me, that's a starting quarterback in the NFL. But that's also a college story. We're talking about the NFL. Oh, right. He's the opposite of Tom Brady. I completely understand. He has all the intangibles of Tom Brady without the talent. I got it. I understand. Completely. And you're right. Lamar Jackson is not any better than Tim Tebow. He's not. Why? Because he's faster? Mm. Tim Tebow is a... I don't know if you've seen him lately, but he's kind of a tank. Oh, yeah. He's, he's ridiculous. And here's the other thing. Tim Tebow's got quarterback-sized hands. Lamar Jackson doesn't. Lamar Jackson's got... His hands are too small. That's why he fumbles the football every snap. I, I'm in the minority. I don't expect anyone except Mike Guido to agree with me. That's fine. 
The one thing you guys actually agree on. I absolutely think Tim Tebow is a starting quarterback in this league. And I'll, I'll take that a step further. I would start him over Kyler Murray. I would start him over Jared Goff. Oh, I would start him over oh, Dak Prescott. <laughs> really? Now oh, we're going God. that far? Tebow's better than Dak. No, Stop. he's not. Yes, he is. No. No. I don't know. That's... I don't know. I would start him over Patrick Mahomes. Oh, my God. Oh. I would start he's him not... over Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I think he's just. Yeah. I think he's just. I don't. I think he's just taking. I really need to. Yeah. I really I think he's just trying to annoy you at this point. Tim Tebow over Baker Mayfield. How many touchdowns did. Let me look this up. How many touchdowns did Tim Tebow have in his rookie year? Uh, six? Seven? I think it was more than that. Ten? Yeah, I, I, would, I think it's 12 or 13. Tim Tebow had 12 rushing touchdowns, okay? See? He had more than Baker. Baker Mayfield <laughs> turns around an entire fucking franchise after going 0-16 with a head coach that was, in, that was so incompetent a local crackhead could do better than him and probably win seven or eight games. I mean, he's still better than Ben McAdoo, but okay. <laughs> ben McAdoo is what we call him here. That's it. There was a cancer in that locker room that that literally, on hard knocks, you jackass. Yes, mm-hmm. you heard that correctly. You jackass. Said to Baker Mayfield, congratulations, you won the backup job. No! Baker Mayfield should have been starting from the jump. All right, Baker right. I agree. Is, All four of them should. Baker Mayfield should have won Rookie of the Year, and I'm surprised that he did not. He turned an entire franchise around. He put Cleveland on the map. If there wasn't Baker Mayfield, there wouldn't be Nick Chubb. If there wasn't Baker Mayfield, there wouldn't be Kareem Hunt. And most importantly, Kareem Hunt was good before that, but okay. No, he meant Cleveland probably doesn't invest in getting Kareem Hunt. No, because it's the same GM that drafted him. I I think that would happen anyway. Mm. Um, Yeah, but yeah. Mm. They're building that entire offense around Baker Mayfield. Right, and Odell Beckham Jr. is going to have a freaking monster year. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Tim Tebow, he might get in. But as you said before, if he gets pulled out, they'll find another one quickly. They won't have to revamp the offense. No, no, I, I, I mean, I was just kidding. One of the generational players. I, I was just, I was just kidding. I, 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 I was just kidding. I, I like Baker Baker. <laughs> Sorry, I got a little fired up there. <laughs> I, I mean, good. Normally, I'm the one doing the fire, uh, the <laughs> the screaming and shouting. It's nice to. I mean, it's good. I think I, I think you passed out enough tonight. Uh, pass out's a bad word. Why don't we try heart heart palpitations or strokes or uh, different strokes yeah, or <laughs> you know. But heart like that. now, just I mean, obviously, um, I I hope. The big play guys know now that you know they can feel comfortable calling in and stuff like that if they have time. Oh hell yeah! Um, one more time, just uh, 
why don't you tell everybody how they can watch your show or listen to you guys and uh, give us that information one last time. Sure thing. Uh, you can check out the Big Play Reflog Show live Monday nights at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You can also find us on iTunes and Spotify under Big Play Reflog. We post those weekly. You can also check out the Big Play National Podcast on Wednesday nights at 8.30. And you can check them out on iTunes as well. So, uh, before we let you go, uh, thank you for coming on. Yeah, you've um, thank you for having me. You've definitely definitely left me an impression. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that is yet. Uh, but in all seriousness, uh, thank you for coming. Uh, it's been fun. Now, uh, I don't know. No problem. Anytime. Act, literally anytime. Feel free to call in if you're free. I know you said Fridays are best, so I'll expect a phone call or two. Um, I'm actually going to be doing a, um, I don't know when, and I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do, be doing like fantasy football shows for Friday, kind of like ranking players by position, kind of like what me and you just did. Um, obviously running backs and wide receivers, tight ends, linemen units, defensive linemen, linebackers, safeties, corners, kickers, punters, coaches, There's water boys. In fantasy football. <laughs> no, but, it, no, but it's fun. <laughs> Number one, Bobby Boucher. Yes, Number yes, yes. <laughs> My mama said, "Knock you out." <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I mean, if you, I'll let you know when we're doing them, and if you have time or you feel like you want to be here, I'll be more than happy that we'll figure out the Skype situation because I know you prefer Absolutely. that. You know, we can figure it out so you can come back, or even if you want to be on more than Shoot once. Me a message Anytime, man. I'd love to stop by again. Absolutely. Same here. Uh, if you know you ever want me on your show, and I don't blame you, you know I'm free whenever. Um, feel free. I, I'll be more than happy to have you guys over, and vice versa. Uh, I think you've uh, absolutely. absolutely helped me understand a lot about Cleveland sports and where uh, we can expect to see the Browns and Baker and Odell. And well, I already know where Odell's going to be, but. Speedy's all right. In good hands. Yeah, literally. Thank you. <laughs> all right, man. Oh, yeah. well, Thank you guys no problem. Anytime. No problem. Anytime. Uh, again, check out the Big Play guys uh, every Monday. And uh, thank you again, Alec, for come, calling in. Uh, it was a special two hours. Um, And that's just me and you now, Speeds. We're in the end game now. Yep. Have, thanks for listening. Have a great weekend and a glorious night. Good job this week, Speedy. I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to bid you guys adieu now and see ya. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.